Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Bastards Podcast, welcome to our jug band. where we talk about spirituality, news, and how we are now five years old. We're going to kindergarten. Uh, yay! Yeah. My name is Michael Bainter. Piggy blowing the conch. With me are Brad Polly, hey. Matt Polly, hey Joshua Malkovich, Casey, Porter K. And together we are the Inglorious Bastards. Piggy blowing the conch. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't. I was. I was gonna do that. Okay, announcements. Hey, Josh, change your name to Piggy, and I'll change mine to Conch. Uh, we're gonna do hey, a. Uh, we're gonna do a. Oh my god. We're, we're gonna do a bracket challenge on Selection Who Sunday. Who cares? Well, people care. People have already asked me about it. We're, the we'll signs have to get away. Go to Twitter. People care. Um, go to Twitter. Go Facebook. Well, well, there will be a, a prize package of some sort. Some books. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong? I've got I've got one more at, at home that I could pass. Oh yeah, pass we'll, we'll do Joshua Casey's book. That'll go. be part of it. That's first loser. Yeah, we'll do <laughs> whoever gets last. Dead last. <laughs> they get a copy of my oh shitty my book. God. Whoever gets last is your done. book's not shitty. No, I, I'll give you a last, me, it's at least mediocre. And we'll make sure we'll make sure that it's a uh, not a signed copy. Yeah. Then you can resell it. <laughs> yeah, the the signed. Well, I was gonna say two blank. At this that way, half price. It. At this point, the unsigned copies are worth far more. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Josh. Motherfucker, that was great. Okay. Oh, shit. Uh, Ask a pastor is coming. Uh, that's what she said. Um, Very slowly. Leave us a voicemail at uh, for Ask a Pastor at 484-PASTOR. That's 484-727-8373. Ask for Jenny. Um, yeah, no. we're going to do uh, Ask a Pastor. All right. Well, she's gone. I heard some things about what she deserved. I heard some things about what she deserved. That is John JMK. That's the JMK thing. Come at me. Come at me. Come Oh man, <laughs> I'm, kind of, I'm kind of on board with the jug band thing going on. <laughs> That's at least it's better than Brandon screeching into the microphone. <laughs> uh, what are we? What are we? What are we drinking? Oh I my god! What are we not drinking? I had uh, Sun King Brewery Orange Vanilla Sunlight Cream Ale. It was all right. It's pretty good. Well, that's an okay beer. It's it's just yeah. I needed something light. It wasn't so too artificial. Of it. Yeah, it's actually better than their regular cream. Yeah. Yes. Or anything else they put it's out the on most those. overrated brewery. Matt, yeah. Matt and I shared this. State. When I get cream, oh, I that's want a it to good be beer. Orange. Yeah. Josh and I had pear of peaches from Avery Brewing. Yeah, that's good. And Imperial it's hazy. Yeah, that's good peaches shit. wanna shake your tree. Imperial <laughs> hazy IPA with pears and peaches. I'm a smoker. We are all sharing uh, from Josh's new employer. What? The what? Bloomington <laughs> Brewing Company. Uh, their barrel aged Ruby Bloom Amber. We love the Ruby Bloom. It's, yeah. Who is it from? Bloomington Brewing Company. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We love Bloomington Brewing Company. The food's, I, the dude, food's great at Lenny's, it man. Is a solid, shit. solid brewery. Yep. And they make just, just good and that's, beer. And, you know, a lot yep. like a lot like Switchard. One of the things that drew me to him is they. I mean, they'll tell you right up front, like we're not trying to get big. We yep. just want to yeah. make, make good, good beer, beer for Bloomington. Bloomington. Yep, I uh, I broke that. bread with uh, Steve Jinx Austin at Lenny's. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. That's right. Lucas Allen was there too. 
Uh, what? Is that when uh, Billy was there? No, I don't think Billy was there. I there? I'm talking about Steve Austin, you, yeah. Beth, um, Oh, Lucas. this is a different time. There's been, many, there's been several meetups at Lenny's, actually. Yeah, confession, I have not eaten here. at Lenny's since they moved to Kirkwood. Oh, oh man, it's great. Yeah. Matt and I it's went there for lunch. Yeah. Best Reuben I've had, like, ever. Ms. Beth, yeah. Yeah. not too long ago. I don't like corned beef. The fuck? I can't the do it. fuck? I know. I can get up and walk out right now. It's yeah, fine. seriously. Fucking I had a really bad experience with corned beef. Okay, well, we don't need to talk about that. No, we're good. <laughs> no, we're good. He, my he's had, he's my had a dick limp ever like since. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? He's had a limp ever since. <laughs> I was just saying my, my dick smelled like it for a week, but that works better. Oh. Wait, wait, what, what did you do with the corned beef? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. What the hell just what happened? What the hell are you Josh gets corned beef. Oh my god. What are we doing? <laughs> what else are we drinking? Anything else? Um, uh, so we all shared the root the barrel aged Ruby Blue Amber, which is really good. It's good shit. Um, oh, is that this one right here? Yes. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Michael? <laughs> Very good. Yeah. And then I'm having from a Bloomington Brewing Company their Seca Brute yeah. Session IPA. Man, it's That's good. good. Uh, session IPAs, man. Yep. You can't beat them. Like, they're just... Especially they're, as it starts to get warm. Well, they can't join them. I had one before that called the first stuff. <laughs> God. I fucking hate... I hate you so much now. Like... You know, the nice thing about him having the, him having the pen is that we don't have to worry about him using tweezers. So what? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, sucking it back. <laughs> Wait, Good evening. Oh. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's <laughs> happening in your world tonight. My career slowed down a little bit since then. Uh, All right. what the original statement, not uh, the... Michael and I shared the E.H. Uh, e. Taylor as well. Yeah, the, the last, last drops. Of mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, and I'm having Rare Perfection 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go I ahead, Michael. Go, you were going to sing it. Just go ahead. It's a Rare Perfection. This day and age. age. I had like an ounce and a half that Avalor. That's good shit. Yeah, that Avalor as well. No. As soon as I said it, you leaned toward your microphone. <laughs> I actually wasn't going to say it, but... I'm uh, currently drinking Christmas ale from Breckenridge. Uh, by the way, if you throw a shot of cinnamon vodka in that... From oh, Mercury. is it good? Because the beer's not enough alcohol for Matt anymore. <laughs> fucking delicious, man. <laughs> Matt doesn't even <laughs> experience the alcohol with beer anymore. I, so I, I went. I to did the, it one time. <laughs> so I thought it would I, be good. You I, know it would be good on that alcohol. More, more alcohol. alcohol. <laughs> I mean, if little alcohol is good, more alcohol is better, right? Hey, this is this is no longer an episode. This is an intervention. <laughs> I don't have a problem. Matt. Fuck you, Matt. We love you. Your mom's in the bathroom crying her eyes out about some of the poor decisions you've been making. And if you don't get your life right, you'll be living in a van down by the river. Right. Uh, Fucking Jim Brewer, my brother over here. (laughs) Right. I'm the problem. God. So I I went to the doctor today for my, like, regular checkup, and they were like... They check your asshole? Yes. No. And they were like, how many... how much do you what? drink? And I was like, oh, about, you know, one a day. <laughs> you know, trying to keep it. Uh, you fucking liar. I know, right? And they're like, well, let's you try lie. not to get it more than that, because then you might have a problem. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> duly, duly noted. <laughs> how, how much do you smoke? Uh, you know, once or twice a month in the warm months, which that is actually true. Yeah. And they're like, well, we should cut that down to zero, because then it'll become a thing. And I'm like... I smoked three cigars last week, right. and I was I off. know, that's, that's exactly Dude, what I, I thought. Too. 
I did. Too. I, like every day that it's been nice. Oh I'm man, like, yeah. I bought a couple boxes, so I've. <laughs> oh, so I'm God, shit, he's gonna turn one of his kids' rooms into a humidor. I don't. <laughs> Sorry, Abram, you gotta go listen. You gotta... I don't want to sleep on bunk beds, Daddy. <laughs> Tough shit. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy's got some maduros to humid to put in the humidor. Oh, oh. You see that forklift outside <laughs> Full of cedar wood <laughs> That's going in your room buddy um, Daddy, my room I said I wanted my shit. room painted Not <laughs> coated in cedar uh, what, what are we doing <laughs> Daddy why is there sem- a semi from Thompson Cigar Outside the house <laughs> <laughs> oh man Alright Let's uh, move along I'm really glad that we're one segment in <laughs> Yeah seriously What is going on <laughs> video Fuck <idea>. Joe Manchin <clears throat> Dude Dude, Who's I, Joe Manchin? Uh, the, fuck, the fucking... <laughs> we have this conversation every week. The, the, the quote-unquote Democrat from West Virginia yeah. who's oh. a fucking Republican yeah. and his fucking LGBT... He's a Republican in a sane decade. He's a... F- yeah. Yeah. You're right. God, he's a piece of shit, yeah, he's man. A, he's, a, he's a complete Reagan-era... Rep- yes, he's a Reagan-era yes. Republican. Uh, oh. Fuck him into the sun, man. <laughs> They're just, and they're just holding up everything. And, and just fuck the Democrats. Like, they're just useless. Just utterly they're fucking even, useless. They're, he's a he's not even a Democrat. That's the problem. There's him and that, whatever, that idiot lady from Arizona. She's the same way. Hey, yesterday was International Women's Day. <laughs> okay, man. fine. doesn't make her less of a little she walks up, She's like, God. On the Boxing Day of International Women's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Inappropriate. I just, I just can't with these fucking people, man. <laughs> they have a chance to pass like voting, like a like yeah. a voting yeah. rights act that's going to save democracy. He's yeah, a, he's not even. A- Michael, what are you doing? I'm Sorry, not doing. That was that was I was trying. Josh, I can't see the chat. On. I want to see the chat, and I can't. Oh, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. There's no one there. No, no. we got no one there. Fuck one off. person's watching. Nobody's saying anything. Nobody gives a shit. Anyway, like, Josh, turn it off. Just I did. I turned it off. I turn you off as often as possible. Well. I don't know where to go from there, but I'm done. I whatever. I got nothing. You're listening to you. look on the bright side, and Mr. Brightside himself, Matt Polly. Yeah, whatever. Always uh, look on the light side of life. What do you got, Matty? Um, fucking mansion. <laughs> Wait, who's Joe Mansion again? I don't know who that guy. Well, Fuck that's Manson? Like a terrible name. Anyway. <laughs> Doesn't he add Dude, an I swear to God, we had this exact same conversation. We did it last, last week. I don't care. I'm done. No, I mean, I literally had deja vu. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, word for word. I'm yeah. going to do it every time now. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Never heard of her. Anyway. Dude, what? What's your I'm bright side? freaking out right now. <laughs> what the God hell damn, happened? man. <laughs> you need to go lay down. What is happening right now? If you touch that pin one more time, I'm going <laughs> to break one. your fucking you hands. Ixnay on the end bay. Yeah, because nobody can guess from the podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what's, what's wrong with Brad? He's always going... <laughs> <laughs> Brad, so, what do you got? What's your, what's your bright side? I don't know that I have one, honestly. Like, the week was fine. It wasn't... I mean, Monday was... Monday's yeah, like... Fine my, for you is, like, outstanding for anyone else. Fuck you. <laughs> 
Like Monday was like Monday is my one day off. <laughs> like this in this stretch of seven of, of seven days. Like I worked six of them, so Monday is my one day off. Beth and I were home. We did nothing. It was nice out. I sat and listened to records and listened to my read books and sat by my open window and it was it was nice. So, Sounds great. Yeah, it was. It was. There was nothing. It was nothing special. It was just whatever. What? <laughs> what? What? It looks like Brad just swallowed it and decided he's going to get real serious all of a sudden. The look you had on your face. I have no idea what he's talking about. It's like deadpan. <laughs> Josh, I just need to know. Are you on my side tonight? Because I'm going to need that. Okay, thank you, buddy. You're the only reason. Matt's the only reason you're here. He needed. He needed a friend. <laughs> he needed somebody after he needs last a week. Shoulder to cry. Christ. Oh, I got you, baby. Literally uh, walked off the podcast the last week because you two assholes. <laughs> and we weren't even like attacking you. No, we weren't even doing. I was surprised you wasn't goddamn fucking obnoxious. Oh my god! I was surprised it took you as long as you did. Like I would have thought. If and were, I was in a good mood. If you were going to leave, it should have happened ten minutes earlier. Right? I was in a good mood. <laughs> Otherwise, you got to stay. Jesus. Wait, what section are we doing right now? Uh, right. Check the time on the map. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, what do you? Got? <laughs> Apologies I'm to Kurt sorry. Williams uh, stands. Michael. I have a small penis. <laughs> Over to you, Brad. <laughs> Brad, what you got? Uh, uh, I I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, I didn't have anything. Sp- I mean, nothing's bad. I'm. Nah. That's kind of how I was. Michael. Um. Let me see here. I wrote notes. Um, you took notes on your good day. Well, I, so I wouldn't forget. Uh, Big Brother him. Canada is back. What? Thank God. Um, I, didn't, I didn't know there was a separate yeah. one for Canada. Yeah, it's I look forward to that Big, Big Brother India, India. premiere. That's exactly what Oh, dude. I would, top. I would watch the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah, I bet you would. Bollywood Big Brother. What are you doing? <laughs> um, Big Brother also, uh, AEW Revolution was this weekend. It's uh, It was like their big event. Was that the exploding awesome. barbed wire match? Yes. I read about that. Fucking when are we, hey, so when are we going to get high and watch wrestling? Uh, when's WrestleMania? It's April. We're doing that, right? In April. Yeah, we need we're to ask Can we get a videotape it for Patreon? <laughs> no. Yeah, I think we should. That would be awesome. <laughs> we probably shouldn't. MST3K style. We'll just oh, my God, yes. <laughs> just do a. Where's a the Undertaker? <laughs> Where's Hulk? I need him. Can we, we still have that fucker that eats the turnbuckles? <laughs> That guy's still around. <laughs> Can we play? That was that was my favorite. Can we play WWF sixty four though while we watch? <laughs> yes. The fucking best. How much money does the podcast have? We need N sixty four. I I can get the N sixty four. We just need the game. Okay, we just need to buy the game. Oh, God, that was funny. Um, okay, I feel like well, that's a good use of our funds. Actually, I think so. Hey, Josh, what's your bright side? I got a new job. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that was my bright side. <laughs> Josh went the way of Matt Polly on this. Josh, yeah. Josh finally, in, in, in so many ways, finally stopped being the bane of Michael and Brad's existence. Same. Ish. I'm really gonna miss those calls. <laughs> oh fuck you! I don't call you on your day off anymore. Just on the other days, <laughs> only because you put an alarm. Brad, in your phone. this is the first I day I've ever. While. This is the first day I've ever seen this. It's like fucking fifty first dates, <laughs> 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 but for espresso. 
<laughs> oh wait, I forgot. Josh erases his memory every fucking night. <laughs> every machine is the first machine. <laughs> uh, oh shit, Josh! I trained you to do that the first fucking day you were working. <laughs> what? Uh? <laughs> it's the most common problem we have with these I've machines. Got the, I've got. The f- Does anybody remember how to change a cuff? Memory of a goldfish. Okay. <laughs> Oh, so that, that oh bodes well for what BBC is going to be putting yeah. out soon. Ah! <laughs> oh, God, this tastes like literal horse Yeah, this. Why does Ruby Bloom taste like all the other beers they make now? <laughs> it's the only one I know. Because <laughs> I wrote it down. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, so what happened, Josh? <laughs> so... Um, so I always kind of keep a, an ear out for uh, for open brewing positions, and Lucas, actually, you guys can blame because Lucas you're an for alcoholic. this, because I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, no, because I, I, I legitimately wanted to get into the production, yeah, sure. the production side of brewing, which is actually we why I We desperately want you to get into that, <laughs> so we can get free beer. <laughs> which is <laughs> why I joined, so that's why I joined. We finally it's know It's worked out so far. Yeah, it has. So far. Yeah. That's why I joined Switchyard, and I've only been working in the tap room, running deliveries for them, and... Um, like they they had been talking about opening up something, but you're, nothing. You're, actually. You've been a delivery boy. Yeah, I've been like delivering <laughs> oh, beer. Oh fuck, I didn't know that. Yeah. You were a pizza boy without the pizza. There's pizza too, actually. What's Did the, you ever have like an <clears throat> old lady answer the door in her lingerie? Unfortunately, Ugh. not. No. Uh, oh no. god. Um. So come get my wrinkles. Come clam. get them. <laughs> um. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> you both just say come get my wrinkled. Clam. My God. <laughs> so, um, BBC Lucas actually sent me the link saying that BBC was looking. You're for... gonna need a spray bottle, though. Oh my for God. That. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> holy dry God. as a bone. My God. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. Your last name is Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna need to miss that. <laughs> Last name is Shapiro. You're incapable of being wet. (laughs) (laughs) What's the the deal with wet? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm the bad guy. Brad says, come get my wrinkled clam, and I'm the bad guy. (laughs) Right. Okay. The long and short of it is you guys can blame uh, Lucas for any... Um, personnel shortages you No, actually, oh. the long and short of it is... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have a small penis. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, am, I am ridiculously excited. I'll be working one-on-one with the, uh, the main brewer at BBC, and uh, I'll get to... Yeah. I'll get to learn... I'll get to learn actual, like, the actual process of brewing um, at a production level. And hopefully we'll be able to, you know, be a main brewer myself at some point. So nice. Yeah. Does that require math or memory? It does require a little <laughs> bit of math. Boy, are you fucked. I'm fucked. <laughs> but you get to write it down and use a calculator. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I get to uh, <clears throat> check. Josh, your... I get 25 to check... years into the job. Josh, why do you have that recipe written on your forearm? <laughs> <laughs> I got a tattooed there. I get, uh, I get to check Brad's yeast of viability. <laughs> Oh, shit. oh my god. Uh, what's your bright side, Michael? Uh, this is like a 20 <laughs> minute, like a 20 minute long bright side segment. <laughs> you did? Yes, I did. Did you? Big Brother Canada. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, good. How could I forget? 
<laughs> How do I live without <laughs> Jesus you? Christ? His right side is that I am leaving. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Michael and Brad's bright side is the same as mine. <laughs> Did I do one? No, you didn't. Would you, you like said, to go now? You said, yeah, whatever. So everything's fine. Oh, yeah. 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 It's okay. <laughs> I'll Wait, be running again. Wait, I'll be your memory I? this week. Everything's <laughs> fine. God everything's cool. I'm cool. Uh, Family's you. cool. Christ. Universe is cool. Oh, yeah, we got to do the music segment. God I forgot about cool. that. <laughs> God is in control. <laughs> There's nothing more than three white guys like more than two philosophize about why they're right. Yeah. We're about basically the guys from High Fidelity. Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. From peach to terror to ambient noise, here's raps and riffs. Maybe three white boys think you should know. Yeah. That's not making me Jack Black, is that? Go. Enjoy. That's what makes Michael Kimmy Rob, right? All right, music time. What do you got? Music time. From uh, music time. we we're gonna play them song. Don't worry. <laughs> it's more fun when you sing. Okay. Uh, the don't, artist don't, is not. I don't need the attitude. <laughs> hey, I showed up on time today. Oh. <laughs> Some of us had to work today, hey, Michael. Dude, I, Some I, of us I had drove, to work today. I drove by your house at 6. You were here. <laughs> well, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, your car was in the yeah, I literally had just... W- no, you weren't. I was here after 6, so you're wrong. Oh, 6.05. I drove by. Yeah, yeah that's about right. That's about <laughs> when I got home. I get home at 6.30 most dude, days. Dude, I just... I needed... <laughs> I had things I needed to do at home, fucker. And jerk off. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I got home from work, just jerked off. That's 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 <laughs> what I Brad did. Was late. Jesus. Had a rub one out. Uh, if that was what it's going to be. I definitely would have been thirty minutes late. Well, sometimes it takes a minute. No, it doesn't. <laughs> not if you know. Not if you know how you like it. Not if you take your finger up your butt. Uh, oh my god. The artist is Bernice. The album is Eau de Bonjourno. It's actually Bernice. It's Bernice. No, it's Bernice. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Bernice. It's probably Mandy, Bernice. Mandy had it's, like it's a, a burning and furnace. Maybe had like an old great aunt or something whose name was Bernice. It's not Bernice. Anyway. No, it was her name. Anyway. It was Bernice. Bernice. <laughs> she said her carpet was so full of piss. What <laughs> well, is happening? God. Brad's high. <laughs> That's what's happening. We, Carpet uh, crunch. Oh, 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 crystallized you urine. Oh. Oh, no. I was going to do carpet full oh, of piss, but carpet crunch oh, is better. Oh, oh God. <laughs> is, is that the... Never mind. Uh, oh, the off-brand, oh, off uh, very niche market, <laughs> yeah. Captain Crunch. Is <laughs> Carpet crunch. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the album, uh, the yeah. soul burnus the carpet. Uh, the, the artist is Bernice. Uh, the album is Eau de Bonjourno. The uh, song is Groovalation. Oh, that's a good song. Is this the beginning to Awesome God? Explanations <laughs> of <laughs> It's the jazz version. Jubilation. 
Riding on the Ritz. <laughs> Showing you the way I see. No, you're not. To the groove of leisure. Wait, is this part of the song? Yes. I thought. This is a good album I listen to. It's, it's, it's fucking great, man. It's really good. It's got elements of jazz and soul and yeah. electronica and R&B. I just, man, I really yeah. dug the shit out of this album. Yeah, it's so, good. Yeah. All right. Not that anybody could hear it over you two, all you three, you dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, uh, my mouth is dry. <laughs> I, I wonder can't why. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, the band is uh, Hardy Har. Yeah. And this is uh, two of John Fogarty's sons. Oh. You know who John uh, Fogarty's played for? Yeah. yeah. It's a shame about the Credence. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty about the Credence. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't hold much hope for the Credence, though. It's actually um, pronounced uh, Fogarty. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. It was Fog Hat. Yeah, I got. Yeah, the, yeah. I always get those two mixed up. Yeah, good old. I got a bone to pick with the programming department. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Would it kill you to play a little Fog Hat? Uh, that's not. That's Foghorn. <laughs> I say. I say. I say. It's all his sounds. All his songs have fa- uh, Foghorn in them. Uh, the, so the band is Hardy Har. Yeah. And the Funky Punch. The <laughs> oh, man, that laugh just that just put me into orbit. Um, uh, the band is Hardy Har. The, the album is Radio Astro. It's a great uh, album, man. I, I'm just going to pick one song because I don't I, think there's a bad song I on dig it. the shit out of this album. This is uh, uh, Calling You Out. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It's a good song. I like it. Bops. <laughs> Dude, your internet blows. I, it should. Blows. It's a fucking gig internet. It should be fine. I think it's iTunes. Hold on. Michael. <laughs> there you go. It has a lot of creeds. They buys, but it's not slavish to no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. I can't take it no more. There's gonna be Fuck yeah. yeah. The whole album is good. I've listened to this two or three times, man. It's good. It's close to my top ten right now. Yeah, man, it's dude, hell it's yeah. solid. Yeah. It is. It's solid just it's album. like a good rock blues. Like it, there's a lot of like Sergeant Pepper era Beatles. Yeah, it's like that like, 60s, 70s era of yeah. like yeah, just nice, not psychedelic rock, but like kind that, of ish. like that. Yeah, with like yeah, that credence level rock. Yeah. And yeah. It just yeah, very good. Nice, Josh. Yep. Uh, this is. Um, I don't know how this band was able to keep this name. I don't know how, but they found me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I should. Have yeah, I, the, I, the album's called Rasmataz, and the first huh. this song's called Leave Me Alone. It's it sounds like like super oh early. Oh my god, they found me. Right? I don't know how, but they found me. It's a uh, super early, super early era Killers, Panic, <laughs> that kind, that kind of um, alternative. So, <laughs> Back to the Future. You you don't know that? I actually watched I, I that the you. other I, day. I yeah. got you. 
It reminded me of... Uh, France like Ferdinand. the 1975 huh? France Ferdinand reminds me of the Wombats. The 1975, yeah, early, uh, early killers. killers. Yeah, back with the only good Killers album. Fuck you, Killers are great. <laughs> yeah, they were for that first album. Sing sounds pretty good. Reminds me more of France Ferdinand than it does anything. Man, this is good. Yeah, yeah this is a good album. I listen to it. Yeah. Song, uh, their song "Nobody Likes the Opening Band." Yeah, that's good. Yep, that's yep. good stuff. Man. Noise. All right. You want to play more? No, I was going to stop it. We cool. pulled it down. <laughs> Ooh, nice fade. Yeah, hey. It's the only time I've ever faded a goddamn I was song. Trying, he was starting to fade it, so <laughs> I was going to wait. That's, you know? that's good, man. I'm, yeah, good um, I don't, I don't want to cut you off, Matt. That's why I don't fade your songs. I'm <laughs> trying to honor your time. Michael, you've never honored it. fucking anything I've ever goddamn done Can on we play this podcast. Game? I, I have two songs. Would you like to play this, a uh, game? So we talk about how... No, this is no, this is a this is a different game. So this one is a I do enjoy this song, um, but we talk about covers, and this is a cover song, and I didn't I didn't recognize it till it hit the uh, it hit the the chorus. So let's see if any of you guys can guess what the song is that they're covering and who the artist is at least. Um, the original whoever, artist. The original artist. Okay. Yeah. All right. So ready? Yep. Oh, this is this is a band called Michael Sarah Palin. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of it. I've yeah. heard that band name before. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like a Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. Yeah. yeah. Nirvana. A long, long way from here. Oh. Yeah. You got uh, it? Yeah. Hold on. Cheryl Crow. Yeah. Put on oh. a poncho, play for mosquitoes, drank till I was thirsty again. Don't know Cheryl Crow. You don't know this song? He'll recognize it for the chorus. Yeah, you know this song. I don't listen to Cheryl Crow. I don't either, but I know the song. You don't know this song. He'll know this. I promise you I'd never give up. If it makes you happy. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, come on. I didn't know it to the chorus either. Yeah, I... It's not like I pay attention to Cheryl Crow's lyrics. You didn't notice, recognize the tune? No, I didn't no. at all. I didn't recognize it until the chorus either. Okay, I guess I'm just a... <laughs> you're the, you're so just a Cheryl Crow connoisseur. <laughs> He's right. at the concert. Dear Cheryl. It's been a while since we've had the last... <laughs> she know the people that know less than you. No. No, we don't. Which is everybody. Yeah. It's been a while since we've had the last river-bottomed uh, fig plucker. So this is a, oh, a song. I'm not going to tell you the title. Oh, the title's no. in the first few Wait, which, words. Wait, which category does this fit in as far as Matt's concerned? Both. Oh, okay. It says, I enjoy this and I know it will annoy Matt. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have a mouth I have bread? a small penis. <laughs> and I don't like really talk about it. <laughs> I've always 
dreamed of having a big truck. Always <laughs> held the biggest gun. It's always felt inadequate. Standing with anyone else in a yard. Ever since That's, I'm sorry I have a small penis by the <laughs> Last River Bottom Fig Plucker. God. That's... <laughs> That's something special. All right. This is the end of music time. Yeah. All right. Big crowd. It's like less every week. Sounds like you yeah. beat the $5. Oh, no, we didn't do Gary Busey. Oh, shit. We yeah, didn't. it's fine. That's all right. <laughs> he can he can. Oh, we didn't do the music thing either. My what? music thing. Oh, yeah. All right, let's do Gary Musi. Damn, we're all over the <laughs> map. We're doing oh, Gary yeah. Musi just so we can go back. Yeah, going back in time. What the fuck is happening right Meditating with Gary Busey. <laughs> okay. Okay, at Get Spectrum, thanks for leaving my 82-year-old father-in-law without service on his first day in <laughs> assistant living. Did you go to his Twitter feed? Oh, my God. Fucking Spectrum. <laughs> he was pissed. Thanks, Spectrum. <laughs> Man. How is his father on 82? How old is he? <laughs> He's probably 38. <laughs> That is the power of crack. Had too many days out in the sun. (laughs) He's like, Christ, Gary's 76. (laughs) Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, father-in-law, it said. So that means his wife is considerably younger, probably. I don't really know how many of these songs I've already done. (laughs) Is it Nancy? It seems like it should be Nancy. I don't remember what I've done and what I haven't done. Mother of Jake. Oh, God damn it. Um, I should have brought my journal. <laughs> <laughs> what What are we doing, Michael? I'm trying to, trying to figure out which songs I've already done. <laughs> I think I did that one already. Did you transcribe all yeah, of Yeah, I did. <laughs> that was the one episode I was late. I didn't get here till like 10 minutes before we started. <laughs> That's right. I was like, where the fuck is Michael? I was busy transcribing. All right. Here, here's one I don't think I've done. Um, all right. Where's the where's the button? All right. So his wife currently is... 25. Stephanie Sampson. Sampson? From 2008. But she goes by Nancy. No. Doesn't go by Nancy. She goes by Steffi. <laughs> Steph. Uh, Swanson. I, <laughs> <laughs> Here's a slip, slippy, slappy, sw- Swanson, Swanson. Swimmy, swimmy. Keep going. I'll, I'll find tonight. it. I was way off. All right, Michael. All right. Um, they were did you say the name of the song? Oh, Stephanie Sampson's only two years older than me. <laughs> Sounds about right. Shit. So she's twenty-five years, thirty years, thirty years. Sorry, yeah. your stepmom's a nympho. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that is. Welcome to uh, Holly's Poor 
Would All right, this song is called uh, the party <laughs> song because I knew what parties were. <laughs> oh God! Let's go to a party where we can have some fun. Mm. I don't know who will be there, but I'm sure there'll be someone sure to be kiss your, mom. your face. Now there's one dance left because that's what happens at parties, uh, and I'm hoping <laughs> that you'll take it. One chance. Whoa, 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 whoa. wait, yeah. whoa. What's she taking? The dance, the dance. Oh, yeah. ah. is that what we're uh, calling it these days? <laughs> Jesus, there's one chance left, <laughs> and I'm hoping that you'll make it. Yeah. Let's go to the school dance where everybody's rad. Everybody's wait, where everybody's, where everybody's rad. You'll wear your new pants because they're the latest fad. Oh. <laughs> now there's one dance left, and I'm hoping that you'll take it. One dance left, yeah, and I'm hoping it. that you'll make it mine. Let's go to the pool hall, because why not? Um, pool hall? Were there pool halls Jesus where you grew up? Yeah, 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 I actually had a standing event on Tuesday nights where I went to a pool hall. <laughs> where was there a pool hall? Uh, I'm Franklin, Indiana. <laughs> yeah, I know where Franklin is, Michael. Yeah. We live 15 minutes from There's a pool hall. I love hall. how you had to say Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll go to the pool hall. Let's go to the pool hall because it's the coolest place, and you'll you'll get your groove on. But it's getting kind of late. Just one more song. Was Hurricane by Bob Dylan playing at the same? Apparently, time? you dance in the pool hall as well. Um, <laughs> was it called the Emporium? <laughs> now there's one dance left. All right, uh, here we go. Let's let's just play the goddamn song. Here we go. Um, was uh, Matthew McConaughey there? <laughs> All right, all right, all right. That's what I like about these high school girls. (laughs) I get older, they stay the same age. Yes, they do. I don't know who'll be there, but I'm sure they'll be fucking charge my computer. To kiss your face. Now there's one dance left, and I'm hoping that you'll take it. One chance left, and I'm hoping that we'll make it. That can be taken so badly. I know. Let's go to the school dance where everybody Cancel Michael. Rad. Yeah. <laughs> Cancel 14 year old Michael. <laughs> and be the latest fan for everyone there. Now there's one. Hey, you know, I only hear two strings at a time on that 12 string. That's impressive. I don't know. You know? <laughs> Applaud the musicianship. I don't know. It was meant to be pool hall. Go get your Speaking of things, we need a good bass line. Go get your groove on at the pool hall. You need a good bass line here. You have literally not played more than one string on the <laughs> You're literally just running your finger down the E string. Oh, there's more to it than that. I just insulted him. That's it. She was definitely. Boy, that was a sum ending. Yeah. Speaking of making someone wet. (laughs) Yeah. Boy, you really just drove that ending off the runway, didn't you? Yeah, I just. It wasn't quite fully formed. Just veered that shit right off the runway. I don't think I have any other. (laughs) I I think I have a couple more. I'll have to. 
go back and figure out which ones I've already played. But I've got tons of songs in my Google Drive that I need weird. to find now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, yeah, I really don't want those to end. Can we just go back through them when we're done? <laughs> I, I do have other ones after that. Oh, shit. So I've got, I do have, like... Uh, Wait, are they get? Are we getting into the ages where if we laugh at you, you're going to be pissed off? No, we're not there yet. Um, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six different albums. <laughs> what? Holy shit! So some of them we're not playing for sure. Wait, why? Oh wait, no shit. Never mind. I need to find the one where this one's I just called Song of Solomon. Yeah, <laughs> it was written after he got laid the first time. I heard you play the secret chord. <laughs> oh my god, it's 9 o'clock. Boy, time flies. Ooh. I've been here a whole 45 minutes. Time flies when you are. Uh, uh, from uh, Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. I got there first. Go ahead, Jim Burr. Los Angeles man reunites so anyway, with... Mine. Re- reunites with Cat, who vanished 15 years ago. What? <laughs> I'm. I kind of feel like Cat still alive. I kind of feel like this story is total bullshit. I'm not gonna lie. There's no way that Cat's still alive. Well, I mean, there's pictures. <laughs> oh, because there's no way a cat can look like a. Well, I mean, cat. unless he's he's petting like a fucking mummy. I, mean, I think it's the cat. I don't know. It's just a stuffed cat he kept in his garage. <laughs> Garfield. Um. Boy, my uh, my youngest is into the new style Garfield Ooh. show. Like it's it's it's, it's worse it's than Veggie Tales animation. Terrible! It's really bad. Oh God, does he love him? Um, <clears throat> a cat. What is that? Me? Hey, that's you, Josh. <laughs> I'm the? trying to turn off. I'm trying to. That has oh, no, to wait. be born. Who is that? The space. It's board? not me. I just hit mute. <laughs> I'm on mute. That was a it was Brad. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I just yep. muted. Uh, who's on seven? Oh, it's Matt. <laughs> what Matt. the? Oh, it sounded like Knight Rider. Matt. Matt actually <laughs> dipped into his private browser. <laughs> 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 All right. Anyway. Oh my God! Mute it. Nope. Not muting it. <laughs> Can't mute it. It's not that. Sp- Waiting for the moans to get started. <laughs> Okay. It was Fox News. <laughs> God. Your beer delivery is here. Browser. <laughs> Your beer delivery is <laughs> <laughs> These fucking sites, man, with their God. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's Fox News. It's literally Fox News. I'm all out of 20s. Matt, it's Fox News, and you're on porn. No, up. it's Fox News. Fox News. <laughs> F-U-X. Fox News. <laughs> If that's not our hashtag, I'm done. Fux News. F-U-X News. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Kurt, Where are we? Kurt Williams, right I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. It's 9.05. Brad, what do you got? This old cat. I found his old cat. Awesome. <laughs> What's this cat's name? <laughs> Brandy. <laughs> I don't know what a fast forward button is. <laughs> I really don't. Um, 
cat that went astray 15 years ago has been reunited. Uh, Brandy, a brown tabby. Not the same cat. That cat doesn't fucking know. There's no that way. cat doesn't okay, fucking okay. know. Okay, here's why I'm calling. But it knows its name. No, no, no. <laughs> it still Dude, has. My, I've had my cats for like a year and a half. They don't know their names. It still has the collar on. <laughs> uh, the microchip like, has like, like has fucking lots of from lots of Toy Story Three. <laughs> <laughs> she don't love you no more. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jude just left. Don't uh, worry. He, he literally just fucked off out the front door. Uh, you, here's bro. an idea. He'll wander back. This eventually. has nothing to do with this, but I, I was thinking about how bro. Um, people with animals or pets are crazy. Um, and I think somebody should do one of those footsteps uh, things where it's two sets of footprints, and then it just walks into a cat. Just cat footprints. That's that's the part where the cat was carrying me. <laughs> I need somebody to make that poster for me. <laughs> Better get a t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Brandy, a brown tabby, was reunited Monday afternoon with Charles, who adopted her as a two-month-old kitten in 2005. Good, he's gonna have her for another year. She's gonna fucking die. It's amazing. I think it's unbelievable. He said there's anyone because it's fucking <laughs> she bullshit. Came, she came back. I think I've got cancer. So now's the time I'm coming back. Take me to the doctor. <laughs> Can I come live with you? Will you take care of my son? God. Bro. I don't appreciate how they made fun of cat leukemia. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> ah! Nobody's watching. It's fine. Nobody cares. It's fine. Um, cat leukemia. Can't wait till Peter reviews this. <laughs> Finally get our first first review in years. Oh God! Not cat friendly. Anyway, okay. So I, this is total bullshit. He said, "I saw her. I picked her up, and she started to purr, and it was very emotional." Oh, eat shit! It was nice to have her in my arms again. I did break down and cry because I thought about all the years I lost from her. He said, "Yeah, well, I, you know, I wasn't gonna say it." Jesus. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's a, he'll be surprised to learn he's a computer tech. Um, Brandy was found. Brandy. You know he named that after so an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Somewhere Brandy in North Carolina. Now like, you'll never That's leave. what happened to him. Now you'll never leave me. Cat fucks off out the front door. For 15 years. Uh, He's a computer technician. I just just got the cancer joke from earlier. (laughs) What? (laughs) Take care of my son. He's on 90 seconds away. Just got it. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Michael is still buffering. (laughs) Wow. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) She... Uh, I know you've invested heavily in Apple. (laughs) Dude, this is just... Okay, okay, so here you go. The computer technician who didn't want his last name used. Gee, I wonder why. 
Uh, that dude subscribed to at least four OnlyFans. Yeah, at least, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It's all like it's all like was Pet Finder. Okay. Well, it would. <laughs> it would have been five, but he needed Disney Plus. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh, that was back. Uh, he she he said Brandy straight after only a few months after he adopted her. There's no way. That this is a no. this, this is the same cat that B even if it was, like there's no, there's no way that cat remembers no it. it's no. a freaking cat it's a cat my cat <laughs> fuck is my, happening over my, here my, my, <laughs> my cat my cat still can't find their food bowl for Christ's sake <laughs> um but yeah this cat's like mm, Charles <laughs> um. I smell your musk. I'm finally Seriously. Home. What a bunch of bullshit. Meow, Charles. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I this is bullshit. So, All right, but <clears throat> apparently <throat> apparently this guy thinks it's real. <laughs> All right, I'm doing you don't want one story? N- what? Are you doing one story? I did one story. Are you only going to do one story? Yeah, okay, good. I'm only doing one story. Are you done? Uh, from, uh... <laughs> I'm watching you, Wazowski. From everybody's Are most, you finished? From everybody's oh, most reliable news source, metalsucks.net. <laughs> oh, is this going to be another one of those stories like you shared where the guy blew up a bunch of fucking, like, biscuits in his anus or whatever? Oh, my God. Anus? Anus? A news. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Brad. What the fuck is happening right uh, now? Uh, this dude built a guitar out of his dead uncle's skeleton. <laughs> what? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this guy. I want to see pictures. He always plays as my guitar gently weeps. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so this guy's name... A metal sucks reader calling himself Prince Midnight. <laughs> what? <laughs> as I'm mid- Prince, but at midnight. This is bullshit. Prince what Min- is this story? No, has made a guitar of his dead uncle's rendered skeleton. It's like uh, deep purple rain. Prince attached a guitar neck, pickups, volume knobs, jacks, uh, strings, and electronics to an entire skeleton used to host his uncle's mortal beat. <laughs> There's fucking pictures, man. There's not it's a, legit. There isn't a better way to embrace <laughs> no, that sentence. No. That is mwah. That is perfect. So apparently he's, <laughs> he's from Greece. So apparently Greece, oh. Greece is Orthodox religion. They frown upon cremation. So his uncle Philippe's. Oh, because of like, you know, Jesus returning. And I don't know. Whatever. How could he resurrect dust? Upon cremation? Yeah. Uh, he just wants you to bury up back <laughs> for the dogs. Anyway, so this bones. guy died young in a car accident. Stroke. He requested, back in the he requested the skeleton be donated to a local college where it was medically prepared and rendered. So it was used for 20 years for, like, students. Like <laughs> 20 Jesus. years? Well, it's just bones. I mean, like there's a little bit oh, of meat left on it. <laughs> I was like, how long was the corpse used? Jesus so uh, but at a certain point, the school no longer had a use this for This is my money. uncle, long pig. <laughs> so he ended up in a... <laughs> Uh, Uncle Long Pig. <laughs> anyway, so this guy says, uh, so I got a box. Uh, I got the box of bones from Greece and didn't know what to do at first. <laughs> Bury them? Cremate them? Eh, maybe. Put them in the attic? All seemed like poor ways to memorialize someone who got me into heavy metal. So I decided to turn Uncle Philippe into a guitar, which proved to be challenging. I did a lot of research, and no one has ever made a guitar out of a skeleton. Imagine that. Except Guar. 
so I did it. I started out consulting with two guys with Dean Guitars Woodshop in Tampa, but they got cold feet. Yeah, you're talking about a dead body. Uh, anyways, now Uncle Fleet can shred for all eternity. That's how he would want it. I'm super proud of the project and how it serves to honor him. His life has influence on me. Um, Weirdly enough, anyway, the first time his uncle's ever touched a G string. <laughs> well, <laughs> well there, there's that. Uh, anyway, yeah, like here's the here's the guitar. I mean, like he legitimately did it. Like that's. Uh, I'm not sure how you play it because, bro, that's fucking weird. Because by the time you get to the twelfth, the twelfth fret, you're into like the rib cage. I didn't think he had such a long neck. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how playable this fucking thing. I mean, I guess it is, but like, I don't know where do you fucking strum it because yeah, well, like the bridge is in the rib or. Like the pickups are in the rib cage. Yeah, like I don't. I, I this is whatever. Uh, fucking weird. Geez. Whatever. It's so weird. Anyway, he calls it a uh, a Philippe Skellicaster. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> Skellicaster. <laughs> so, well, there's that. Anyway, Josh, uh, oh, what do you got? What you got there, that buddy? Certainly is a story about <laughs> something. <It's good. laughs> Yeah, something certainly happened. <laughs> yeah, I um, uh-huh. I have two. That's whatever. You, yeah, that's whatever you were talking about. about for you. That's a that's a great Re- Wayne's World two reference. <laughs> no man, it's yeah, not branding it. <laughs> Wayne's World two. Oh, I was thinking about Wayne's World two. Uh huh. No, there is uh-huh. that. Uh huh. I could say anything I wanted right now. Like you're, you're a, a complete, complete tool. tool. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Michael loves Mike Myers movies. Oh, I fucking hate it. You're big, you're big Wayne's World fan. Oh, Shrek is the fucking worst. You don't like Shrek? Shrek is the Michael, fuck you. Fuck Shrek, you. Shrek, Shrek is, Shrek is hilarious. Shrek, all of them are good. Mike Myers Shrek and Eddie sucks. Murphy. Are you kidding me? It should have been Chris Farley. It was going to yeah, be Michael, Chris Farley. He was dead. I know he died. I want, well, it's I'd hard to make movies when somebody's oh, fucking dead. I, Oh, so I'm going to hate this movie because the guy whose heart exploded from cocaine isn't in it. Exactly. Jesus Christ. You just about just about got it right there. (laughs) My God. I'm just I'm going to blame Josh for this episode just because he's the anomaly here. I don't think he really did anything, but I'm just going to blame him. I'm not. I'm part of not part of the control group. <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh, you have a story. My God, I do. Well, I had two related stories. They're both related to seals. So. <laughs> Wait, I need clues. Kids from around. <laughs> they they they're separated. Uh, yeah. Seal update. <laughs> Seal update. Seal update. So, this the morning. First one, the first one is a um, surly seal spotted on Charles or Char- Charlottetown sidewalk apprehended by police. <laughs> so basically. Anybody um, else thinking of, was it Wilford Brimley as a surly seal? <laughs> Lillian Reynolds was about to make Literally coffee no Sunday one. morning when she looked out no. her Charlotte, Charlottetown window and saw a seal wiggling down the sidewalk. She said, uh, I went into panic mode and grabbed my phone and called 911. I just What's said, there's a seal do? traveling you down you Patterson are... Drive. So it's she, not like it's a f- 
fucking eight she foot tried, rattlesnake. She's just looking for fish, man. She tried to console it. She's <laughs> like, like, tried oh, to swallow it. But how can you <laughs> console it? Look, I know you miss Heidi Klum. But it's fine. She tried to swaddle him. It said, um, <laughs> "Those wow. seals weigh like two hundred pounds. They're not she, light." Quote, quote. He was slipping and sliding off the blanket. Reynolds said it was just like a Same. TV show. <laughs> <laughs> they put the they put the seal in the back of the of the police cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> they carried it downtown. He was arrested for assault it. and battery. Please it. tell me it has a mugshot. He was feisty. Yeah, he was a little feisty. Not real cooperative. Said Constable <laughs> Just turn to the right. Constable <laughs> Just. <laughs> it said turn to the right. <laughs> 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 He was feisty. Said constable. I will shoot you in the fucking face. Turn to the right. (laughs) (laughs) So okay. So this. Did your son ever come back in? No. (laughs) No, he has not. Ever just beat the the table? Literally broke my light. He might be across the street. Barely. My light did go out. Yeah, when you hit the table. I don't know what's happening. So this He's goes, probably across the street. This goes between the two right. stories. Lucille! Watch out for Lucille! <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> and then a seal bites off his hand. <laughs> so here's the second one. A uh, hidden... Tor- Did that really break your yeah, life? You break. <laughs> a hidden bre- breeding cave of the world's rarest seals found inside. Cyprus. Breeding caves is what I call my bedroom. <laughs> wow, well... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this me! Is the, this is their. This is the scientific name for the seal. So- <laughs> no, no, no! Ooh, it's like burning. It's like uh, it smells burnt. Oh, it did it? There, it was on fire. <laughs> Look, there's there's like a burn hole in there. Uh, yeah, that's that's not <laughs> great. Time for a new light. Oh God! Well, is that or a new power strip? Jesus Christ! It melted it. That's not the power strip. That's a computer. It's a U- USB cord. <laughs> yeah, it's a U- No, this goes into the yeah the power strip. Anyway, I got the right the right rating. Fucking nobody's it. watching this. What? Well, I mean, why would you? This is the most so, unlistenable episode the, we've ever done. This is, so the scientific name for this seal that that has the secret like sex cave is the Monacus Monacus. <laughs> the monk <laughs> seal. The as my Nicaraguan drug dealer. That's my nickname. Oh no, that was Manuel Noriega. What they did was they took the camera, so they found this like special like breed of seals. Like there aren't very many, very many of them alive, and they found like a cave on the north of Cyprus. Where they they, fuck shit up. Yeah, and they went. Or not fuck shit. They fuck shit. Basically, they've like hunted the seals and and completely destroyed their environment. So the seals had to go under the like under the continent. Like they went under the the island into a cave. And then, like, you know, above the water, inside the cave, and that's where they would raise their young, because they couldn't do it on the beach anymore. Huh. And so, people started... It sounds started, like the worst children's book of yeah, all time. Yeah, so they started <laughs> installing cameras in there, and they're like, we're gonna watch the seals fuck and find <laughs> out. So, watch them fuck and find out. That's one of the books that Dr. Seuss got canceled <laughs> they're, for. They're seal voyeurs. <laughs> <laughs> like... 
There's <laughs> sure, sure, you're watching them uh, to make sure that they, uh, you know, they survive. They're not extinct. I will not fuck on a rock or a dock <laughs> or a clock. <laughs> oh God, uh, Monacus, Monacus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I insist you all start referring to Monacus Monacus from now on. Oh, that man well known. Monster! Monster! Oh my God! Okay, Michael. Uh, let's do one. I got. I got. No, I got product updates. I'll just do product updates. Product update. Um, get a haunted guitar, not the one that Matt was talking about. A different guitar. Um, an individual out of Ohio is selling an acoustic guitar, which they claim, claim is possessed by the spirit of its previous owner, mm-hmm. and their asking price is naturally six sixty six, six hundred and sixty six dollars. Um, it's uh, the the reverb under the eye catching title, online instrument marketplace reverb under the eye ta- catching title, haunted paranormal ghost guitar. Mm. Yeah. What kind of guitar is it? Does it say? It said acoustic. No, that, uh, it I mean, belonged to a kid that lived on my street when I was growing up. That's what they're saying. Ew, wait. He was rumored I, to be into get? devil worship, oh, seances, shit. Aleister Crowley, um, yeah, so was black Page, magic. Though, so, yeah, six sixty six. If you'd like to get it, uh, product <laughs> update. Jimmy Page already bought it. Um, Reese's is coming out with a peanut butter cup that does not have any chocolate. Yeah, I've heard it. We need to get some of these. All right. What? Yeah, it's what peanut butter it on peanut butter action, baby. Yeah. All peanut That's butter, called peanut all butter. The time. It's hot. Peanut so butter. it's literally just a spoonful of peanut butter. No, it's peanut butter in the shape of a peanut butter cup. <laughs> so it's fucking peanut butter. It's witchcraft. A, it's peanut butter filled peanut butter. Shape. Mm. Do you have like any words? Meta, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't get it's it. It's a no. spoonful Fuck of peanut you. butter. It's That's literally what peanut butter is. It's in a peanut. It's in the shape of a Reese's But can you get it with the Pastor's logo? <laughs> no, I can't. Wait, do we have any more of those? No, they're gone. Yeah, I already. Right. Have. You have so, any? Huh? I have two of them left. What? I want one. Yeah, let Josh. I, <gasps> you tell me if the if the uh, logo is edible. I'm claiming no. All right, I'm gonna try. Uh, product update: Burger King Japan says the strong magma super one pound beef burger <laughs> is the spiciest it's, meatball. What is it? It's the uh, it's the Royale. Yeah, it's the spicy meatball. <laughs> Excuse me. Can you read that again, please? Burger King Japan. Says the strong magma super one pound beef burger is the spiciest meat wall. It is four. That's not a complete sentence. Four <laughs> beef patties. It looks like special sauce, lettuce, it's cheese. It's a stacker four. Introducing this after introducing the stacker four. Wall. Hey, and we're back. Uh, sorry about that, everyone. Um, yeah, so uh, this the the spiciest meat wall. Strong magma, super one-pound beef burger. <laughs> is, that a, is that an Oasis cover? <laughs> it uh, it features spice wall. Yeah, it's fuck Noel Gallagher. Um, fuck both of them. I mean, honestly, it, it features four flame-grilled beef patties with two slices of cheddar cheese, garlic flakes spiked with spicy powder, uh, made Japan spi- made with Japan's spiciest golden pepper. I'd eat the fuck out of that. Yeah, I know you oh, would. Hey, Jude. Hey, Jude. You would, and you would have diarrhea <laughs> like you're for alive. days. Whatever. It still would taste good. It's approximately sixteen dollars converted to U.S. That's fine. I paid more. That's thirty-four million yen. 
goodness. Give me some so, um, third party. I cannot decide if the if the uh, pastry it's logo not edible. It's well, it's edible, but I would not choose to eat it. <laughs> eat it, eat it, eat it. Like it's obviously paper. All right. I don't know, Michael. This, Next well, product update. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll do a sad one first. Um, <laughs> a sad product There's update. One, yeah, this one's pretty. One sad. One more pastor's Oreo. It's, it's a it's a action figure. I don't need it. Um, Brad. It, it's a it's an action figure. It's like right. the you know the you know how when you go to buy. I know what an action, 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 figures, action figure is, yeah. Michael. Wait, what's an action? It's called the absent action. father action figure. Oh, and it's sh- just empty. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so the picture is just a little girl. Bro, Michael, where are up. you at on the web that you find this? It's on Etsy. The dark web Etsy? Yeah, or it's, like this the is regular Etsy? Bad monster toys. Absent father slash absent dad slash missing dad slash deadbeat dad. Wow. Custom action figure. Like I said, Boy, I think that I said is, uh, nuke the planet, man. <laughs> that is like really weird. Honestly, I wish Trump had just pushed the nuke button it's and just fucking man. ended it all. God, it's made with a Maybe high quality polymer clay. Simulation. <laughs> this description is high quality polymer clay, thick card back. <laughs> I wish it would say how much it is. Oh, the item sold out. <laughs> they sold out of absent. Fires. So they sold an empty box. Yeah, out of them. That's that's yeah. That sounds about right. All right. Christian's going to co-opt that. They're going to call it Lazarus's tomb. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matt Benedetto is a product Michael, designer. How many are you from Berlin? Matt Benedetto. Matt Benedetto. Matt Benedetto. Matt Benedetto. Is a product designer from Burlington, Vermont. No, he's not. You like a parmesan? He's from fucking Italy. That is on the quest to create the ugliest abominations of the fashion industry. Have this you time, seen my closet? He has taken things too far. <laughs> he he has come up early nineties plaid collection. He has come up with <laughs> with what he is calling Crocs briefs. It is. Oh, this is what you posted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brad bought four, five pairs of them. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Really? No, Michael. Jesus Christ! I did Michael, put it in the pub. Are though. you new oh. here? You put it in the pub. I yeah. see it. Yeah, it's great. But it's got the appreciate the, the support. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, okay. Well, it's less exciting now that Brad knows about it. What? what wait. What? What? Call me out on that. I don't know. What the fuck? What's going on? What's going on here? I I don't know. What are we doing, Michael? Hi, Michael. Let me do another product. No, <laughs> we're done. Go into the go into Foofy. Good. My right. God, it's nine thirty. All right. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, Kurt Willems is a pastor, writer, and spiritual director. After several several years uh, working in church ministry with students and adults in Central California, he partnered with the Brethren of Christ Brethren. to plant Chris, a Christian community called Pangea. Pangea. Pangea, Michael. Pangea Church in Seattle. Didn't cover that one. Yep. In school did that. <laughs> they, they don't. We don't talk about Pangea. It's not not a real thing. Uh, that was not in the Awana no. <laughs> homeschool curriculum. Abeka. Oh, that's right. Awana is the, the Christian Boy Scouts. <laughs> I just... Hey, God. Right, I'm back. I'm back. All right. So, 
Kurt maintains a resource website called the Theology Curator, uh, which hosts articles and podcasts. He's passionate about talking about taking dense ideas and communicating them in ways that are empowering for people in all walks of life. He holds a Master of Divinity degree from Fresno Pacific Biblical Seminary. Not exactly a lightweight. And a Master of Arts in Comparative he Religion the from Divinity. the University of Washington, where he studied historical life of Paul Go within Judaism, <laughs> Judaism and uh, Rome. And Roman Empire. Uh, Kurt also completed a two-year training program called Stewards of the Mystery to become a spiritual director. His wife, Lauren, is a special education teacher. They have two amazing young daughters. This is our conversation with Kurt Willems. <laughs> God, who was that? Who do you think it was? God. New guys, man. Wait, why are you playing this again? You play twice? Yeah. Yeah. And we're live. <laughs> Kurt Willems, thank you for coming back on the podcast. The triumphant return. Hey, you know, there's always going to be a second coming for me. So here we are. Good deal. <laughs> there it is. Wow. <laughs> we are off to a good start. Uh, I was going to say, I, I, return I of the king. I was hoping. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's some problems. Yeah, that's the, that's some the, problems. The third one will be the return of the king, I, I think. Okay. So. Well, there you go. There you go. Um. So, um. I, at what podcast? What, you know what number he was on? No, the first it's, time? it's it's been, been a, a while. Yeah. Yeah. I can, uh, I can probably dig through my feed if you need me to. No, look it up, it, but he's got that you know, kind of time. Yeah. Just just Google. It was early. On, it was early on. Pastor mm-hmm. Willems, and you'll find it. So, um, episode fifty-eight. Oh wow! Oh, so literally, yeah. I mean, we're Jeez. almost like two hundred episodes ago. Dude. Oh man! Yeah, it's, yeah, that's a long time ago. Yeah, and you were on to talk yeah. about Paul that then. Yeah, it's something like Paul doesn't hate women or something. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Sounds, Paul actually d- doesn't actually hate women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's fun. Um, so what what are you doing up to, man? You've got a book out. I've got a bunch of questions about that, but like, what else? What else is going on in your your sphere? Yeah, your no, it's it's great. Great to be with you guys. I. Man, whenever I pop into your podcast, by the way, I listen every so often. Oh, I'm gosh. like, oh, oh I just need, I need some comic relief right now. And I never <laughs> <do it. laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, that was probably three or four years ago. I feel like that mm-hmm. we talked yeah. maybe three. Yeah. So, you know, I'm still, I'm still in Seattle trying to figure out how to do ministry in a post-COVID reality. You know, we've. Yeah. We've not had a lot of the stress that a lot of people have in other places in the country. Like everyone at my church is like, I don't want to see you in person. That's stupid. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a, you know um, that's an overstatement. But yeah, I mean, we've been trying to navigate that for the last year, of course. Um, you know, in the meanwhile, I've been ongoingly doing some podcasting. I've expanded kind of my focus back in the day was it was called the Paul cast. And I did yeah. all this Paul stuff. I still do some of that when I feel like it, but I expanded it a little bit. So now it's called Theology Curator, and it's just kind of me curating all kinds of stuff I'm thinking about. And um, Jesus is one of those things. And so, yeah, Him? yeah, it's been it's been a good few years wrestling with book ideas. And, um, you know, I get this question a lot. Maybe it'll come up, but. Why are you talking about Jesus? Everyone knows you talk about Paul and sometimes Revelation, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. So here we are. Yeah. Talking about Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. You know. 
Um, so that's so, El Senor. Yes. So where can uh, before I forget, where can people I find trips? <laughs> where, where can people find uh, your podcast? What do you have a website for that? Yeah, you know, if you go to theologycurator.com, all okay. my stuff's there. Yeah, you can find my writing, you can find the book, you can find everything. So nice. So yeah. you have okay. So the the book is called uh, Echoing Hope: How the How the Humanity of Jesus Redeems Our Pain. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got some uh, great endorsements. Um, somebody's here. That's Jude. That's Jude. <laughs> uh, you've, you've got you've got some great endorsements. You've got Brian Zahn, Sarah Bessie, uh, Shane Claiborne, Walter Brueggemann. Um, Not exactly lightweight. Jonathan no. Martin, Zach Hunt, and, and tons yeah. more. Uh, but my favorite is Ben Higgins. Yeah, uh, yeah. Star yeah. of ABC's The Bachelor season twenty. That's um, right. <laughs> twenty I, seasons of that. This one. And he's like, watched every God. single. Yeah, one I, have, of I haven't watched every season of The Bachelor. I, I didn't watch even know Ben's how they count. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like there there's there's dozens of them, um, but I need details on this one. Ben, uh, he he's an Indiana University graduate, which is mm-hmm. you know, twenty twenty minutes, minutes down the road. Yeah. Oh, okay, um, yeah. yeah. So um, I grew. Up, I mean, I was born in Ellsville in Bloomington. Like I grew up in that area. I think he's from Warsaw, maybe. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, that right. so mm-hmm. so how did how did you get Ben Higgins to endorse the book? Yeah, it's a crazy I hope everyone story. asks you questions about the bachelor oh, for every. Oh, interview. I love it! I love it! It's it's good. Every two to three interviews is a Ben question, which is good. Um, you know, we were both up for the role of bachelor in 2016, and I ended up losing. No, no, bro. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what, dude? You sold that, yeah, like, for real. Uh, yeah, so, I was like, well, this interview just went in a different direction. It's the yeah, it's the, it's yeah. the Christian Bachelor, the TBN one. Yeah. On TBN. <laughs> That's right. That's right. My, don't that, tell my angel, wife. Yeah. <laughs> <Angel> Network. <laughs> yeah. So no, I was born. Or I was married much sooner than that season okay. aired. Um, no, you know what happened was my wife has been. My wife liked two things when I got into this marriage. Right? She liked Gilmore Girls and The Bachelor. Two things that I loathe. I mean, I just was like, this is stupid. <laughs> Don't make me watch this. Like, come on. And then after like five or six years, the, the whole Gilmore Girls thing like wore on me. And I was like, holy crap. Like, like the dialogue is actually creative and these jokes and the punchlines. And I just love the show now, which feels weird to admit out loud. So it's called so Stockholm it's, Syndrome, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I'll take it. And and then, you know, the uh, Bachelor, kind of the same thing. This is dumb. I can't believe the format. I mean, how's this even work? They all fail anyway, whatever. And then I was watching Ben's season. And I think it was like 2016, if I remember right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm watching and I am just like, this dude's a Christian, I think. It just like was curious to yeah. me. You know, and here he is having like every hot girl imaginable in one place making out you know all this stuff yep and i'm like how does one survive in the public light as a follower of jesus in this environment you know like i just yeah. it blew my mind and so i i'm curious by nature so i'm like oh, i'll just check twitter see who this guy is and i go to twitter and um he has something jesusy in his like description or something <laughs> yeah. and and some pastor sermon is like pinned to the top. And I'm like, okay, so there's some Jesus here. I'll follow him. And I just follow him. And that's it. And then all of a sudden he follows me back. And I'm like one of a hundred people at that point he's following. And I'm like, 
why is this guy with hundreds of thousands of followers like follow like cool start retweeting a little bit back and forth over the years that's all it was for a long time and then you know in 20 what would it have been 2018 i am trying to sell the book you know to a publisher i've got a great agent i've got a publisher who's interested and the publisher i i was talking to was like Hey, if you can do any like last minute sort of Hail Mary tosses, you know, for the marketing department, just because it's helpful, this yeah. is the time, you know, this is your moment. And I'm like, okay, well, Ben Higgins follows me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that's mean, that, awesome. <laughs> that, that, that's honestly what happened. And so I, uh, <laughs> I go to Twitter immediately after this meeting, mind you. I was on a spiritual retreat. I, I was training to be a spiritual director. It was a day of silence that I'd already broken for a publishing meeting. And I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to hop on Twitter, whatever. I've already broken silence. So I, I go on Twitter. I DM him. And I'm like, hey, Ben, you know, we've been following each other for a while. You might remember me from the follow. You know, I don't know what, <laughs> what context we have. Like, he's you might remember you retweeted me like four times, you know, whatever it was. And... I, I just was like, I'm writing a book about Jesus, pain, and hope. Do you ever do endorsements? Are you down for that kind of thing? Let me know. Put it out there like, this ain't going to happen. Yeah. The next day, he reaches back out and says, I never check my DMs. Happened to be there today. Here's my cell phone number. Let's hang out. That was wow. it. And, and nice. from there, I mean, to be honest with you, uh, the starstruckedness kind of wears off. And you realize that, this is just a normal dude who yeah. stumbled into something, you know, yep. totally normal, totally down to earth, Christian, but not annoying. Like just really gets it, you know, like it's like, I mean, it's a small group. It, <laughs> yeah, is, right. it is, it is, it is, yeah. you know, when I you love when that caveat. Well, uh, we're in North America. Come on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, right. uh, so, so we end up talking on the phone like a month later and hit it off and we've kind of kept a friendship ever since then and he he was the leader of something or the host actually co-host of something called the bachelor live on stage and this was a touring bachelor experience from city to city oh wow and so a week before the national shutdown because of covid they're in seattle so we get the whole backstage treatment dude it was amazing oh, wow. we just hung with him the whole day we uh he's like hey check out my crazy tour bus you know we go on the bus and he's <laughs> like i got the penthouse back here and check out the tv but here's the thing that's crazy john legend i had to log him out of this tv on netflix because i wanted to log into my <laughs> netflix <laughs> like dude that's what awesome. kind of world do you live in you know yeah. but through it all like totally down to earth and continues to be a massive support. We text every week almost. And that's, uh, awesome. that's cool. Dude, you guys would dig him. I, I think you guys should interview him at some point. I mean, he's just a good dude. And I'm not sure he follows us on book. Twitter. Well, <laughs> so, I'm just not saying yet. <laughs> not I, yet. We'll follow because, him tonight because I like plugging my buddy. He has a book called alone in plain sight that came out last month. That's oh, really okay. good. Yeah. Awesome. It's really good. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. In, I, I've always been fascinated by him. Just he's, he's from Indiana. Like mm -hmm. I watched his, his, he was on this season of the bachelor. He did. I'm oh, sorry. There's a shirtless man behind us. Um, <laughs> That'd be my other he son. was on, he was on, uh, this is a functioning home. After he was all. on this season <laughs> yeah. of the bachelor. We're, we're a professional podcast. Kurt. What can I say? I, I appreciate that. Um, I, 
Sophistication is good. <laughs> okay, so um, you've got a lot of content out there, which we've mentioned. Um, articles, blogs, yeah, podcasts. Yeah. Uh, and this is your first book. So this is the question you, you knew was coming. Uh, mm-hmm. Why this book? Why this topic? Why Jesus? Well, and, and also what was what was kind of the, the impetus for it? Like what triggered yeah. your desire to... Why didn't you call it Paul Doesn't Hate Women? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the tie-ins alone with our podcast. Yeah, man. I, mean, I mean, I know, I know. I would have the sold SEO least, alone. Could have sold three copies. I yeah, mean, dozens. <laughs> dozens. Um, man. So here, here's the journey, right? So about a decade ago, 2011, 12-ish, I start writing blogs that get noticed, and as I'm doing that, I get my first literary agent. And she's like, hey, you would be awesome to have on. And we're, we're having this cool conversation about, you know, book ideas at that stage. And then three months later, she's like, hey, I tried the literary agent thing and I'm not going to do that anymore, which is her choice. Totally get it. But it was a bummer for me. I was like, yeah, oh, right. okay. Um, and, and so, but she gave me, handed me off to someone was like, he, he'll take care of you and give it a shot with him, right? And so we end up having an uh, agency relationship, but we, re- you know, he's a good dude, but we just didn't ever get somewhere together, to be honest. Yeah. We had one, one offer about a book that uh, I'm glad I never wrote. We just wasn't going to do anything at the end of the day, I think. Um, and, and so this has been a long process trying to even get a book into the world. And yeah. I finally... Man, about three years ago, I was like, I'm going to give this one last real push. Like, if authorship is in my immediate future, I'm going to go all in on podcasting, go all in on writing and see if there's anything that comes out of that. And what ended up happening was I had this idea that emerged out of all of that to write a book about the humanity of Jesus. And, you know, like... um, it's neglected in my opinion and not neglected. Like people don't think he was a human, but like the experiential part of that is neglected in a lot of ways, you know? And so I, I was like, okay, what if I talk about Jesus as the, the human being we're all invited to become, Yeah, you know, that when we look at Jesus, we see who we're invited to become like, of course, I'm not a first century Palestinian Jewish man, so I'm not going to do exactly what he did, but there's some paradigm stuff. There's some big stuff there. Yeah. Um, and, and in my opinion, whether you're like all in on the Christianity thing or not, you can glean something from the Jesus story uh, because I think he's presented in those stories as here's what humankind is supposed to look like. And so I started there. And then where I eventually got to pain was the reality that, um, you know, um, the humanity of Jesus is interesting. And I got some feedback from early readers and uh, even some publishers. And they're like, but what's like the thing that's going to draw people to even want to explore that? Yeah. Um, and and I was like, I don't know. I thought it was cool already. You know, like, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Kind of was bummed, honestly, at first. But then I sat with it for a while and it just dawned on me that it's pain that makes Jesus compelling because Jesus, if, if the story is true in any sense, right? God becomes human because God is the one who is capable of showing us what being fully human could actually look like if we gave it a shot. Yeah. You know? And so how does Jesus do that? Well, instead of whisking away pain, he actually endures it just like we did. And even worse in some cases, right? I mean, the crucifixion is brutal. And so 
that's kind of uh, where it all started coming together. And I said, oh, yeah. And I've had some pain in my life. Maybe maybe mm -hmm. that's something I'm being invited to actually be open about, which is scary, but part of the yeah. journey. Yeah. So, so you were very vulnerable right out of the gate. Uh, we're talking about some of the abuse you witnessed and experienced as a child. Um, you say the scars are real. Uh, they will always be there no matter how much the wounds might heal. Pain and joy didn't coexist in that moment. Only pain that echoed in my inner emptiness, my helplessness, fear, anger. What, 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 does, what does healing look like? Is it? Is that possible? Um, or, or, or is pain always right under the surface? Hmm. Wow. Wow. You know, growing up in, in a Christian context like I did, especially, uh, how would I put it? Like, my home life was really hard. And then everything outside of that was very churchy. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I, I kept like this dichotomous reality of light and dark, you might even say. Yeah. Um, I, I disagree with a lot of what I was taught as a kid. But what I don't disagree with was how good I was treated by those people in that church. Yeah, and, absolutely. you know, yeah. mm -hmm. I, I was treated so well and I could go off on that for minutes. But the, the idea for me when it comes to healing was I, in that context, eventually came to realize that healing was about Jesus saying, look, the past is the past and you had that past for a purpose. Let's lean into that purpose. And I kind of like split those two things up for a long time. And that was helpful. You know, for a long time, I, that's all I could handle, I think, emotionally, was to say, that's my past, but I've been victorious through it. Or I've, I've found something greater through it. You know, all of the testimony stuff that we find mm -hmm. in church language. But as true as that was in one stage of my development, I got to Seattle and we were here to plant a church and I, all this stuff started coming up to the surface about struggling to be present and needing therapy and all this stuff. And what I eventually discovered was sometimes the things we need to get us to the next stage are good and honorable and we shouldn't judge them, but there's always more. And mm -hmm. for me, I healed as much as I could through those tools and now I've had to learn that healing is an ongoing process that will never end. Yeah. And, um, and so for me, healing is um, discovering who I'm designed to be, how I can step into the world differently, and being able to not just like experience what I, what I call the echoing hope of the Easter moment, right? The echoing yeah. hope of resurrection, yeah. but like to also be someone who does it actively. How can I be echoing hope into my relational spheres into the world actively. And so healing is not something that will ever be complete, but I think we're invited to become more self-aware with God so that we can become greater at just actually stepping into the world as it is broken, messed up, but also full of hope and possibility. Well, and I want to, I definitely want to talk about your therapy because I personally went to therapy for mm -hmm. uh, about 18 months. It's been couple years ago that I finished up with that, but yeah, I know, I know how transformative that was for me. And you talk about how your pain presented as anxiety, definitely have anxiety, not as mm -hmm. much as it used to. I'm on medication for that kind of stuff. <clears throat> Depre mine more mm -hmm. was like uh, sort of manifested as depression um, to the yeah. point where I hit to the point where one night I was nearly catatonic on the couch for like two straight hours, just staring at the wall. And I was like, okay, this is probably not great. So let's, let's try something else. <laughs> 
Yeah. And that sort of triggered that sort of yeah. triggered me into going to into going to therapy, uh, which was massively transformative and continues to be transformative for me. Um, yeah. So just I mean, just talk about a little bit your experience with therapy, like how formative and transformative it was mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, it was life changing. You know, I uh, uh, I won't tell you who my therapist is, but he's definitely in the acknowledgments. You know, it's a name <laughs> I list because. Um, is it Doctor Phil? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it totally Doctor yeah. Dr. Phil, right? It, yeah. I, I met him through The Bachelor, you know. Through my time. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, for me, therapy is something that, although I wouldn't say it prescriptively, like everyone should go to therapy at least once in their life. I don't think it would hurt if the resources were there. Sure. Um, to be honest, I I think it's just so powerful. And for me, being able to like in therapy look at my childhood self and say that self, that helpless self isn't weak. That's who I was at that point. And I can yep. bless mm-hmm. that version of me. Yep. And, um, that's okay. I'm not, you know, and, and to really come to terms with that dynamic of the I now versus the I then mm-hmm. and how they're actually, there's a flow between them. There's a relational dynamic. That's not going to end. Um, also reconciling this fact, I, when I come, you know, I, I don't know your guys' stories completely. I know a lot of ex ministry stuff and some of that. And trust me, I get some of that. Um, and <laughs> too much. Uh, but like I You're 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 I, in pre ex ministry right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I sure hope not. I sure hope not. I, uh, There'll be a space here on this podcast, Kurt, when that happens. Yeah. Hey, hey, when that happens, I appreciate uh, at least somewhere to talk about stuff, you know. Hey, it yeah. pays in uh, alcohol, so yeah, you can be the fifth hey. beetle. Yeah. Hey, oh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, I think the narrative I used to tell myself was like, my past is, like I was saying earlier, like my past is back there, but then all of this residual, like just crap would show up in, yeah. in my life. At, I'm like, I'm supposed to have it all together now. And I'm still dealing with this stuff connected to my childhood. This is stupid. And And my therapist helped me walk through the fact that that's actually normal and actually giving voice to it and naming it rather than resisting mm-hmm. it can be so healing and so transformative. And, and it was, I mean, and it continues to be, and I, you know, he's there. If I need to check in, I've had to check in once or twice since kind of terminating the ongoing mm-hmm. relationship. I've done and, that too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's thoroughly just helpful as a resource. So I'm, I'm pro therapy. I've referred like probably a dozen people to my therapist over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just all about it. And nice. um, this book doesn't exist without that space. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So you, you say that, uh, Hey, Brad's here. So let, me, <laughs> let me add him to the hey, stream. Hey. 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 There we go. Hey. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, I'm superfluous now. I guess I'll. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Josh. Thanks for coming up, buddy. (laughs) Um, That's good. So you say, um, uh, for Jesus, love looks like solidarity with the outcasts. Um, How has the Americanized church gotten so far from this? (laughs) Not only drifted from it, but downright doing, doing the marginalizing themselves. And keep in mind, this is only an hour long pod. This is only an hour long interview. Yeah, let me give you my analysis. Um, you know, I, I, a couple of things come to mind. I mean, I think I think number one, our theology of like the marginalized has just disappeared from the consciousness. I think of a lot of white evangelical spaces. Um, there's this thing that I grew up with, and I assume some of you guys grew up with this uh, persecution complex. I remember as a high oh, school yeah. student, 
Um, I don't remember his name. Maybe it's David Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh's brother. Um, he came, yeah, this is how tapped in I was. He's like the, he's the Christian that's one, a, right? It's that's a Limbaugh bad. deep cut, man. Yeah, that's, that's, bro, it's bro, a bad bro. joke bro. setup. Hey, hey, hey. So, <laughs> David hey, Limbaugh. David, I think his name is. Anyway, he wrote a book, and I'm in high school, and I think it's the coolest book ever. It's called Persecution. And it's all yeah. about like how us in America yeah. were being persecuted, you know. I grew up in that world where yep. the persecution mentality was growing. Mm-hmm. And and I, I always say this, this is a side comment, but I always say, man, if Jimmy Carter would have won a second term, a lot would have gone better in this world. Like, mm-hmm. like not because Jimmy Carter was the ideal president, but you see a historical shift from Jimmy Carter to Reagan and sort of the agenda shifting into this polarizing politic, which creates this like polarizing moral attitude and eventually it's like the idola the idolatry is an accident but it's probably there the <laughs> i <laughs> the idolizing in the sense i guess of like a specific political agenda just kept yeah. growing i feel like to the point where you know poor people are poor because they don't try hard enough you know mm-hmm. very like minimalistic and this isn't to say that a lot of these people aren't generous and kind and care and try but there's like this massive disconnect that now with social media, the disconnect has become the narrative. The disconnect has become mm-hmm. the, the mantra, so to speak. And there, there's just a huge gap. And I think if, if we're really going to take Jesus seriously, and at one point in the book, I actually say something to the effect of as a white male middle class dude in America, I have a secondary like I have an extra step to be able to understand the humanity of Jesus than my sisters and brothers who are marginalized already because they have that in common with Jesus. And I certainly don't, at least in the, you know, socioeconomic kind of yeah, way. That sure. Do. Yeah. And so, so yeah, there's a lot there and I, I'm hopeful, but I'm hopeful for a very small minority of white Christians who are, are going to realize that we need to get past even being white Christians. We've got to be something much more beautiful um, and much more um, oriented around the way of Jesus than the way of Caesar. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, tangent. Sorry. I went all no, over. No, no, no. no it's great. Yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah. This so, whole podcast is literally just a tangent, yeah, honestly. I mean, so you're, you're, right, in the, you're got, right in the groove, buddy. Don't worry about it. We've got five podcasters right on. On, the, on the podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we're, we're tangent specialists. Love um, it. So you quote Nicholas. Uh, Walter Storff, I'm totally probably by Nailed that. it. Oh, Nailed sweet. It. Nailed it. Um, and the quote is, every act of evil extracts a tear from God. Every plunge into anguish extracts a sob from God. And, and my question is this, and, and, and please <laughs> take no offense to what I'm about to say. No <laughs> I'm good. Go ahead. But, but I'm going to curse too. So, so be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's listening to a podcast right. on his own before okay. he knows. Yeah. <laughs> but don't say that. What, but what, what the fuck does that do for those who are exper- experiencing trauma in real time? And I get that mm. in, in hindsight, you can yeah. retcon and, and plop God in there. Um, and you will have solidarity with God through that shared trauma. But in real time, is there a benefit um, to having God in the room with you? Yeah, I would say there absolutely is, but not in the way that we want it to be, right? So the way that I want it to be is God's in the room during something that is going to be traumatic and that's gone, 
God just is like, you know, finger of power, flicks it away, whatever, and we're good to go. The truth is that, you know, if you take the Bible how I take it, um, the world is set up for a whole lot of free things to happen. And there's this web of free, I kind of talk about this in the book, like there's this web of free will that exists, you know, between human choices. And if you believe in supernatural beings, you could add that web of choices to the mix. And, and the way I've explained it a few times is, you know, God having set it up like this, um, doesn't always have the option to push through that web to free people from those hard situations. Um, sometimes God is actually limited by the free will that is embedded in the cosmos. And as a result, um, I, I'm that little kid who didn't get rescued from something. And, and so I believe that God hated it and couldn't based on how the game is set up. I know it's super arbitrary, but couldn't step in without violating a whole thing that's been set up. Now, yeah. If I were to go a step further, though, I think you're absolutely right. In the moment, trauma is trauma. Yeah. Uh, but if you if you talk to people who have suffered, you know, as as passionate followers of Jesus, like the ones that you're like, oh, these people really inspire me. One thing that I have found and one thing that I have noticed and maybe in my own life to a point, I'm still growing in this. But like when something is going wrong and I sense that God feels it with me. There is something cathartic about that that doesn't make it go away, but definitely brings this like sense of, I can step through this. This doesn't define me. I'm yeah. more than mm -hmm. this, right? So there's this identity shaping empathy kind of connection that I experience with God in those moments. And, and I, would, I would go a step further and, and say, I'm much more satisfied. And I grew up with like, is it Calvinism? Is it Arminianism? You know, is it free will? You know, all that crap. And and it's 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 good. It's relevant. It's interesting, right? Um, I land in the open theism camp, which is one other option. And and for me, I've just become really convinced that I'd rather have God's empathy and and like solidarity than God's outright control, because yeah. in empathy, I experience something that's not coerced into existence. Whereas in utter control, I don't know what it would be like. It'd be a, a, a fantasy. It would be different, yeah. you know? So, so yeah. I've got a, I've got a three part question follow up to that. Um, <laughs> do it. And so I'm just going to read all suck. three. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to read all three at the same time. So uh, mm -hmm. you've got a chapter called why suffering. So mm -hmm. why suffering? That's part one. Part two is, is suffering part of God's will? Mm. And then number three, did God make a broken system? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Those are all really good questions. Um, I'll give it a, uh, you know, my best uh, guess. And you know, a lot of this for me is like, I'm, I'm taking what I understand from my own yeah, life. For sure. And the Bible, oh, yeah. and I'm like, and maybe, I'm not trying to be gotcha. No, I, I yeah. trust me. I, I say that for the benefit of other people listening. Like yeah. I, I, I think even in the book, I try to take this posture of like, I might be wrong about a lot of this and, yeah. and I'm okay with that. Ambiguity is good for, for whatever form of faith you, you find yourself in, you know? And yeah. so um, my- And, and you, you cover this in the book. That's why I feel comfortable asking because oh, you do cover yeah. those things in the in the book. Yeah. So that's, that's why I'm, I'm not- He's just trying to be a dick, I'm not laying, honestly. yeah, <laughs> I am trying to be a dick. 
<laughs> so, so we're asking about. So, um, so why, why suffering? Why, why is that? Is mm-hmm. that part of God's will? And uh, did God create a broken system? Broken system. Yeah, it's really important. So, so why does suffering happen? And and I kind of got at this a few minutes ago, but I, I would just say that. Although we don't know exactly how this world came into be, right? We know that it was billions of years. We know that there's a process of some sort. At least we think we know. And um, and so I, I take the position already that God God guided a process that involved brokenness, right? I mean, it didn't start with human beings. There, there's always been violence and things that have gone wrong in creation. Now, I I take a yeah, somewhat traditional view of things like satan and the powers of darkness and so so i think there's something going on in the cosmic realm that's helping facilitate this sort of kind of harsh but real process you know and um i don't put all my chips in that but that's something that's part of my worldview i would say to a point um but i i think the real why is that as things come into being God has a lot of choices probably, but one of the choices God seems to make is, do I just like utterly start over again? And there's little moments that are at least poetically that, you know, in the early chapters of Genesis. But even, I mean, it's fascinating. He just completely takes the the game board, knocks all the pieces off, starts (laughs) all over uh, with the flood. Yeah, yeah. And and, and then events the same game. Yeah. And it's the same game because it, <laughs> yeah. people, it just doesn't work, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I think God's like bummed that it doesn't work, even though I don't think that's literal, to be really clear. I, I don't read those first 12 <laughs> as literal. Oh, but but yeah, some yeah. people do. Some people fake, do. Fake news, I, Kurt. Yeah, I know. I know. I've been dismissed now by all of them. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just part of the reality. So, so I think God's given a, a situation where it's like, you know, free will has all of these possibilities embedded into it. People aren't going to make the right choice. And so God's set up with, is it worth it? You know, or is the robotic thing what I want? And is that worth it? Is that love? Like, can you endure, can you endure and experience love if everything's pre-programmed to perfection, but perfection, I would say is impossible without the freedom of will. And so I I kind of take this view that, yeah, the why is that God was so committed to free will that God is going to step in, accommodate over and over again, the ideal, whatever that means, you know, and eventually is so accommodating that God says, okay, I have to show them how to do this because no one's figuring this out, you know, and so God takes on human flesh, God's self, you know, and, and steps in and, and says, now look at how to be really human. Look at the world that I want you to experience and inhabit, and inhabit as you look at Jesus, you know? And so, um, yeah, does God cause, is it God's will for suffering? Only if you take that sort of like long view and say, well, God knew that the system was going to be hard, right? Yeah. Versus the robotic system. But I, I look at my childhood and I, I here's what I would say. God never willed for me to get abused, but God is so gracious in this world towards me that God will take anything salvageable from that abuse and tweak it and recycle it and send me towards something beautiful. 
And, and, and to me, there's so much hope and healing. When I talk about the redemption of pain, that's ultimately all we get in this life mm-hmm. is can God take the pieces and bring them together in such a way that I become more fully alive as a result? That's yeah. not everyone's story. It has been to a point in mine, um, but I've still got a long way to go. But yeah, yeah. that's we, some of my thoughts. We all yeah. come into this world through pain. Yeah. <laughs> Childbirth is not easy. Right. Um, eh, so we all, baby, it's all right. We all, no, <laughs> then <laughs> crying, kicking and screaming and crying. It wasn't that you know? hard for me. Yeah. I, had, honestly, <laughs> yeah. I was fine. Just slid right on out. Yeah. Was, no. yeah. <laughs> wow. There's a joke there. I'm not going to do it though. No. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, so, yeah, so I, 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 there pain is inherent in the human experience. And, and I think Jesus really, uh, displays that, um, you know, through the yeah. crucifixion. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, in part of the book, you mentioned sin, um, and, and sin is not a word that I use very often anymore. Uh, it's yeah. been so twisted and manipulated by a certain group of people that it, it almost seems like every time it's used, it's almost always meant to attack someone. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. and and sometimes at the core of, of who they are as a human, um, you know, it's been, it's been a word that's been manipulated to oppress women and our friends in the LGBTQIA community. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like your description. Your description is, uh, sin is the disruption of four relationships with God, others, self and creation. Can you talk about sin uh, and, and what does it, how does the word sin play out in your everyday life? What, is, what yeah. does it mean? Well, and before you answer it, does that come, does that idea come from uh, Cornelius Plantinga? It sure does. Okay. Yeah. I've read yeah. that book. Yeah. That was a great book, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I reckon, mm-hmm. I recognize those four groups. It's yeah. 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 No, he, he, he talks about, um, and I adapt his language a little bit, but basically shalom disruption yes. disrupted mm. right yep. like yeah. like and that that for me has reshaped everything i think about when i think about sin everything i talk about when i preach about sin right like this is game-changing stuff because if sin is defined as alienation between one of those four relationships you know things aren't right between us um then that to me is much different than hey you suck you you're, you're screwing up like you <laughs> yeah, know what i mean yeah. like like uh, the the idea that sin could be used as a weapon is sin in of itself. If you take my definition, right? Because you're actually using the accusation of sin, so to speak, as a force that creates alienation between two parties. And I just think it's crazy. So for me, when I read the word sin, I'm thinking, man, how does how does this thing or how does this reality keep me in a space where there's friction between me and my neighbor? And mm-hmm. how, how do I rectify that friction, you know, or, or between me and God, between me and me, you know, I've got a bunch of junk I need to deal with. Right. Or yeah. with, you know, myself and the soil that I continue I, daily, I pollute it, you know, I feel bad about it, but I do, you know? And so mm-hmm. like, how, how does that change how we talk about not just sin, but what the message of the Bible seems to be about freedom and release from capital S sin, which is often in the New Testament depicted as a power, a a principality, right? This is a big word. It's not just like you did something bad, you know, it happens, but like it's 
if you do something bad in that ancient worldview, it's as part of this bigger cosmic reality that we've disrupted, not just because you're not a good person, you need to get your, you know, get yourself together or whatever. It's no, no, you're contributing to this web of disharmony. And Jesus comes to endure the worst of that web and to hopefully eventually resurrect people away from mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. Um, I got so many more questions. It's like, it's ridiculous uh, how many questions I'm I've good. got. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, you say that, that covering up pain doesn't heal it. Um, yeah. it, it conceals it until it builds up enough steam to explode. Oh man. Um, yeah. <laughs> can't can confirm. What do I do with my pain? <laughs> what, what do we do with our pain? What, 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 what go to therapy? We already talked about that. Next question. Okay. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys, Oh, there you That's go. A, that is a legit question. Um, the what did what did Ben Higgins teach you about vulnerability? <laughs> I was I joking. It was, you go back to your other no, no, question. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. We're, 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 we're Which one are we doing? So where are we? Follow where? your heart. <laughs> Follow your heart. Uh, what, what do we do with our pain? And I think the answer might be in Ben Ben, ben Higgins' answer. Yeah. Um, it's when, interesting. Yeah. Go ahead. So um, yeah. So what do we do with our pain? Let's do that one. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm still growing in that. I mean, I think one of the things that I've tried to do throughout my younger life was resist it, run away from it. You know, you guys are, you know, the Enneagram stuff. I'm a seven on the Enneagram. So I was going to so write that question. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We can talk more about it, but yeah, I'm, so that's been for my like really close sphere of friends. I'm like, I'm writing a book on pain and they're like, you're a seven, you know, because I, I hate pain. I hate running uh, into things that make me uncomfortable. Dude. Like, hold on. Yeah. We, we lost a little bit of that. Can you say that again? Yeah. I, um, you know, I hate pain. I hate running into situations that are uncomfortable. It's just not, not my deal as a seven, you know? And so what I've had to walk through and my therapist really was a big part of this, my spiritual director, like they work really well in tandem. Um, in fact, my therapist just happened to also be trained as a spiritual director. So there was this kind of, sharedness and experience, which was helpful. But, you know, what I used to do is cope. How do I just like put enough safety guards around my pain Mm -hmm. so that I can only have to experience sanitized versions of it, you know, and, and that works for a season. And, And I encourage people, if that's where you're at, keep coping. Coping can be really help helpful to get you through day one, day two, day three, and, and forever if you need it. Right. But for me, what I'm trying to explore and learn about pain is what would it look like to live a life that was free of coping and stepped into pain because that's what is real about the world. I've spent so much of my life trying to disassociate from the world, disassociate from my pain. And um, I think I'm invited to step into it. So that to me is a real big um, distinction. And I think we lost Josh. We lost Josh. Yeah. Yeah. He's he can hear I can us. Hear, so. I can hear it. I just, <laughs> he just his <laughs> face is gone. I told you we were gonna kick him out yeah. of here at some yeah. point. Well, it's yeah, it's, well. A, it's the Holy Spirit <laughs> giving him a hand. <laughs> oh um, man. So the ben, ben Higgins, what what did he teach you about vulnerability? Yeah, yeah. I, I share a story in the book. It was funny. I that first really long conversation we had, I was like, look, Ben, um, this book, they're they're gonna publish it. And I'm telling stories about my life and it's kind of freaking me out a little, you know, I, um, and I go out of my way. Like I, I go way out of my way to like be very careful and selective about 
not just how I tell stories, but who who is in the story, how much of their part I share or don't yeah. share. I get my mom's permission. You know, there's a lot of things I have to do to really do this well. And with Ben, I'm just like, you've been in the public eye. Like, yeah. you know, vulnerability, you, you know, like to have all your stuff in front of millions of people. What, what do I do? I, I don't know that it'll be millions of people, but it'll be a lot. What do I do with that? And he told me this story about a day when he was wrestling with people, you know, looking at magazine articles and saying, oh, Ben's physical flaw this or what a dummy that or you know, whatever it would have been. And he, he found himself in a hotel room one day looking at himself in the mirror and just broke down before God and was like, I don't want this. I want I want to have a purpose. And he really felt in that moment that um, his gift from God and life was that his platform was for a reason. And that reason was to walk others through the reality that being vulnerable can actually be a source of strength and empowerment. When you're open and real about what is true in your life without oversharing, you know, I always caution people like oversharing is also a sign of unhealth and we know oversharers, right? But yep. undersh undersharing is also a sign of unhealth. And so yeah. what does it look like to be vulnerable, wisely open to whoever you encounter? And Ben, I think just helped me see that in a different light, uh, in this more public light. And uh, you know what? So what do I do with pain? If uh, I take his advice, it's here's some of the stuff I've walked through. Maybe you relate and yeah. maybe I can, maybe I can be another pointer towards what healing might look like. Um, so you talk in the book a little bit about uh, people who have championed you. Um, yeah. And then you mention you talk about it as a spiritual practice of gratitude. Um, mm -hmm. What can you talk about that and, and how it's been formative for you yeah yeah um well let me give you a little a little context i'm the guy who couldn't pick my best man to the point where i had all best men right so like <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, uh, I i i really appreciate people like that that's part of how i'm i'm designed i think here as a person like personality wise and and that has faults it has like over like fluffing up relationships that aren't really there. And I have to watch that and grow in that. But um, when someone has been part of my story and has really uh, come alongside me and said, I see something in you, I see your potential, either in words or just actions, it's been revolutionary for me. So I try and call out the good. And I have a lot of people from childhood to teenage years, even to now that have played that role in my life. And I think, I think a lot of us, even, even people in much harder circumstances than I've had to face. And I could never, never claim to understand all of their, you know, other people's dynamics, but my guess would be for most people, not all, but most, there's probably one or two people imperfect as they may have been who pointed you towards something better than what you're experiencing in the darkest moments. And I would say, maybe I should call that out. And someone's ringing my doorbell. Hopefully that's <laughs> not a big deal. Sorry Pizza about guy. that. Pizza guy. No, yeah. <laughs> just dinner. Um, okay. Um, man, it's hard to choose one of all my thousands of questions here. Oh, yeah. Um, Sorry about that. Pizza well, guy. I, wanted to, I just, I don't want to, I want to talk about the, yeah. the difference between Western shame and Eastern shame. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a concept I haven't really thought about much. I want to hear, hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah. That was one. Honestly, that was probably a harder chapter for me to articulate because it is a like 
there's some academic stuff in that chapter, you know, like, okay, so we're just getting around to figuring out the shame's a problem in our culture, you know, thank you, Brene Brown, et cetera. But like, like Eastern shame is different. And what do we do with that? And so one of the things that when we look at the New Testament, um, and I'm going to use simplistic sorts of, you know, categories that aren't, they're, they're more fluid than this, but the New Testament is much more a shame versus honor book than it is a guilt versus innocence book. And mm. a lot of us experience the gospel message of guilt and innocence. I'm guilty before God because I need um, him. You know, I need I need God, the father the, to, to beat up God, the son and get in the way, you know, all that weird <laughs> atonement stuff, you know, to save and, you from God, the father. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, so God, the father is really abusive, too. That's something. Um, and so. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's terrible theology. I, and I, yeah, I'm not judging people who haven't thought about it before, but think about it. It's, it's, it's functionally damaging stuff. And so when I, man, I just went off on that and I'm trying to remember where I was. Hang on. So, <laughs> oh man. So, so yeah, I think Eastern shame versus Western shame. There kind it of is. Where, yeah. I, perfect. So Eastern shame is this idea that corporately you can be dishonored in a group. You know, think about like a good samurai movie where um, on the battlefield you've been dishonored and what is the honorable thing to do because you've been dishonored? You actually like will kill kill yourself. Like you'll, you'll die rather than like survive and be like maimed or something, right? Like yeah. because in the standing of the community, there is more honor in death than there was in failure, so to speak, maybe. And I, again, these are generalizations. Um, well, in the, the first century world, in Jesus's context, and even beyond that, um, shame was something you experienced from the community. And what that meant was that uh, people would look at you and say, hey, the way you're acting cool, is out of that. step with... Uh, oops, you still there? Yeah. You back? Hello? Oh, I see you guys and you're moving. Hang on, I'm here. Oh yeah, we're having a little bit of connection. In. Oh, okay. Comes into the computer. It says you have connectivity issues. Yes. Uh, are you there? I'm here and my computer's yeah. locked up. Your computer's locked up? Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah. Curse moving in slow motion. Weird. Hold on. God. <laughs> it's all good. I'll get back all to right. the I can see you now. Now, now you're live. Oh. All right. So Eastern shame is this like very corporate thing. You experience it because the group looks at you and says, you're out of step. And, and so you want to do everything you can to save face. You want to do everything that you can to um, be free from that disgraceful position in society. And what Jesus does is he kind of reverses it and says, the things you try to do to have a good posture in the world, you know, you want to pray these lofty prayers in front of everyone. And Jesus is like, don't do that. That's not real honor. Real honor is what happens when you go to your private room and you pray because you're pious, not because you are, are you know, publicly pompous, you know? And so, so it, 
it gives us a sense that, you know, in the ancient world, especially the Eastern world, um, there's a dynamic there of you want to be freed from shame. So Jesus redefines it and says, you who are shameful, you who are poor, you who are broken, um, you're actually not shameful. Let me show you why. And Jesus is freeing people during his life and ministry. And then, you know, Paul will go on to expound how people are freed from shame uh, because of the cross and resurrection, etc. And so that's Eastern shame in the Bible. Western shame is very individualistic. And that's the big difference. Mm -hmm. um, Western shame tends to be, I am a shameful person. I'm not worthy of love or whatever. And, and Brene Brown has captured that very well. And so what I try and do partially in that chapter is try and navigate, like, here's our experience of shame. Here's their experience of shame. Let's try and understand it so that we can move through it in a way that's healthy and um, centered on these radical teachings of Jesus. Because that's basically how I tee up the Sermon on the Mount. Um, okay, so I, I want to touch on forgiveness. Um, <laughs> So you say forgiveness is a choice we make and a road we take. Um, and that is really great. That's, uh, that just is aces. Can you, can you, can you talk Michael about was, Michael with the understatement? Yes. Uh, so can you talk about that? Like, uh, what, what, what does forgiveness look like? Is that, is that a part of yeah. healing? Do you, is it required for healing? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I think require is a word that I'm a little weary of using, but like yeah. uh, helpful, I think, absolutely. And, and and let me put it this way. Um, I share about my abuser in the book and I do have a moment in my life and I think it's an ongoing process too, where I say, I'm going to forgive this person. I've never seen him since my childhood. I don't plan to pursue a relationship with him. I just don't. Yeah. I don't think it's helpful. Um, but releasing my desire for vengeance and releasing my desire for ill, um, that was forgiveness for me. And I, I think, I think you see that even in Jesus's own life, like Jesus doesn't go to every individual that put him on the cross and executed him. <laughs> like, hey, can we be reconciled? Roman centurion? Like, you know, he doesn't do that, Yeah. but he, he clearly has forgiven, forgiving them in the process of the execution. Yeah. Um, but he does go to Peter and he restores Peter because there's this relationship. And that's where I think forgiveness becomes reconciliation. I don't think in this life reconciliation is always possible. But I do think that forgiveness frees us of the burden of carrying something that's not really ours to have to carry in the long term. And yeah. that may be a long journey. I mean, um, I, I think I've forgiven this person who abused me and my mom growing up. And to be honest with you, I noticed bitterness pop up, even as I was yeah. writing the book, you know? So, mm -hmm. so it is a journey. It is something that's a process. And we can't impose how that looks on victims. We have to be willing to say, hey, victim, this, this might be a possible resource for your healing. And if you feel ready, it's there. But I would never want to say, hey, you've been wronged, so go, go quick to forgive. I think forgiveness is something you really have to process before you can even step into the journey okay um are you can we can we do a lightning round dude yeah let's All do right. it I um so uh for this is this is a precursor to the lightning round uh you mentioned that the first time you smoked pot was with uh <laughs> friends from youth group 
Your youth yes, group sir. was way more cool than mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I, I don't, uh, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. That, that's not something I, that I, that wasn't my youth group experience. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, we were a bunch of skateboarders with bleached hair or color dyed hair and, yeah, they they were my buddies, and we smoked the weed. So there nice. you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, lightning round. Here we go. Um, I don't remember if we did one, if it was early enough that we did, were doing lightning rounds when we had you on last I time. Think I, you, I think you did, but I don't remember what I said necessarily. So all new so answers. It'll all be new. new answers. Yeah, it'll be uh, new. Okay. What is your beverage of choice? Bourbon. Nice. And, okay. And, and, and when it's – not bourbon or, or not just bourbon sometimes right it's an old-fashioned is my beverage of choice uh, yeah. yeah hard to yeah. beat what uh what, yeah. what's kind of a go-to bourbon for you <laughs> i'm cheap dude so i uh i just do the trader joe's whatever is like 15 bucks or so um <laughs> oh but, wow <laughs> but man yeah i like makers i really I, like if i if i'm feeling like i'm gonna buy real whiskey i like makers it's not like fancy but it's smooth and good yeah. you know so yeah yeah all right um what is the last album you listened to start to finish oh dude crap um <laughs> this is gonna be random I, I think it was probably we'll go with lecrae he has a restoration mm -hmm. album oh, that's wow. actually really good i by the way i was a guy who's like i don't want to listen to christian music like that and then i realized <laughs> lecrae wasn't like it's pretty legit so anyway yeah mm -hmm. yeah so i listened to that album what is the the most your favorite movie that you've seen in the last year? Not that it has to have had come out in the last year, but you have to have oh, watch it watched it. Dude, you're 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 messing with me. I'm I've got I've got so much Netflix in my brain. I'm trying to get back into movie. Um I've got nothing. I'm gonna be honest, you know why? Because I have a two-year-old. So like, if we watch anything, it's like late night Netflix. Um, so I'll just give you that because I can't come up with a good movie to think right. of. Best uh, thing on Queen, Netflix. Queen's Gambit. I like that oh, a lot. Okay. Oh, it's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite TV show of all time? Yeah, I have two. Simpsons and Office. Oh, nice. Um, invisibility or super strength? Invisibility. No, wait. Crap! I said it first. Yeah, you know what's great? Every guy that every guy says every guy thinks invisibility, but when he says it, he feels like a total perv. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It started like where? It's like invisibility for sure. Oh no, 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 no! I mean, I mean, super strength, super strength. Yeah. Did you guys watch Homestar Runner back in the day? Oh yeah. yeah. You remember? Remember his like invisibility email episode? Anyway, that's where my man. <laughs> uh, yeah, mine too. <laughs> what is, what is your um what is your your favorite bible character uh bible bible, character? bible man oh dude yeah bible man for sure um i'll go with jesus because i'm supposed to but oh, yeah that feels like All right, what is your second second most favorite okay. bible character yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's paul i honestly it's paul because i've spent so much time studying paul yeah. but not because I think he's like the coolest. It's just, yeah. What is the best sitcom theme song? Oh man, I'll get and Josh. Why, and why is it Night Rider? <laughs> 
Oh man, let me be judged, but I still really enjoy hearing the Friends theme song every time it comes on. I know that I've got major judgment on that one. Well, (laughs) well, no, we'll 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 wait till after he's gone to judge him for that. Yeah, it's all right. Did was it the Wallflowers or something? Who wrote that? Uh, the, uh, The the somethings. The Don't put that on the wheel. Uh, on no, one the pretenders. Don't put that on Jacob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, no, no. no. he's got enough. Yeah. Anyway, it, I'm yes. just disappointed it wasn't Muppet Babies. <laughs> I'm really hoping somebody says Muppet Babies one of these days. I do um, know that theme song, at least most of it. Yeah. Keep going. It's no. Oh, the Rembrandts. Rembrandts. Yeah. The, there you go. Yeah. One hit wonder right there. Yep. Yeah, they were better painters than. Thanks for that contribution. <laughs> yeah, that's um, very good. What goes on a hot dog? Um, what goes on a hot dog? Um, let's go with mustard, but like real spicy mustard mixed with Ooh. mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah. God, oh, what is it with so many nice. people with mayonnaise on hot dogs on this podcast? Dijon, I swear, Dijonese. Yeah. I swear, eighty percent of the people we uh, asked that question to was say, it Grace Baldridge had mayonnaise on a hot dog. It was not just. I think she had yeah. like a hundred things. Or yeah, who, I don't know somebody. Anyway. There wasn't much hot dog. More, yeah. more condiments and hot yeah. dogs for sure. <laughs> yeah, I've I never. I don't know what it is about the idea of mayonnaise on a hot dog that one makes me want to gag. Mm-hmm. I, but I like mayonnaise. That's what's weird. But the See, thought I of don't. eating it exactly on a hot dog same. is just exactly like here's what here's ah. what we need to do. We need to get a jar of mayonnaise. And then, like on the Fourth of July, we're gonna do a hot dog eating contest. And instead of dipping it in water, oh, no. we're gonna dip God, it in the mayo. Michael, stop! <laughs> yes. And then try and oh, see how many you can eat. Dude, oh, yes. mayo yeah. dip oh. hot dogs. That's what the hell is wrong with you? I'm gonna go ahead and veto <laughs> that idea right now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a million dollar idea. <laughs> yeah, that's right. it's not happening in my house. I'm telling you that right now. Come on, oh. but you gotta let the mayonnaise sit out in the sun all day. Oh man. God. <laughs> Uh, someone's gonna bomb. No Hellman's doubt. made with yeah. real egg. <laughs> Gosh. Oh yeah, you guys oh. have Hellman. You guys have Hellman's out there. We have right? Hellman's Miracle Whip. Dukes. Dukes is the best. Do we have Dukes? Dukes. Well, yeah, dude. That's all I eat. Uh, I didn't even know we had. We have Dukes oh, mayonnaise everywhere. Oh, literally everywhere. We have best everywhere foods. that mayonnaise is sold. <laughs> we have mass food. So everywhere. Uh, yeah. So Hellman's doesn't exist on the West Coast, right? So it's best foods out here. Oh. Um, yeah, so they're the same exact thing. And the only reason I've ever heard of Hellman's, like initially, was uh, Jimmy John's. He uses Hellman's on the West Coast, but there's no oh. Hellman's anywhere. Yeah. Huh. It's all part of big mayonnaise's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's yeah. a toy. <laughs> it yeah. is. Um, wh- who's your favorite character from The Office? Jim. No, Jim. no, Creed. Creed. Oh, Creed. Creed Bratton. Uh huh. Uh-huh. He, builds, he builds momentum as the, C- as yep. the C- series goes on. <laughs> All right. Yes, he does. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can people find all the information um, about about Kurt Willems? Yeah, you know, it's easiest probably just to go to the book website because it's all there too. Uh, echoinghope.com. Go there and uh, you'll see links to all the book stuff. And then you can easily get to my um, podcast and everything there. It's all part of theologycurator.com. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and I'll say this, you know, we've we've had you on before, but we uh n- none of us really attend church with any 
regularity. Yeah, sure. I mean, by regularity, never. I mean never. Josh, Josh, yeah. Josh goes to church. Josh, yeah, he, just goes, he just goes so he doesn't get fined. What? He just goes so his <laughs> wife won't be mad at him. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, but but I I I love the way you you talk about Jesus. Like we we all wherever we are now spiritually, we still filter things through that lens because that's absolutely that's what we grew up with. Like that totally. That's totally. our lens. That's my wiring. And so whatever I'm reading, whether it's Taoism or Buddhism or whatever it is, I'm still filtering it through that lens. I, I love the way you talk about Jesus. I love how you talk about his humanity. Um, thank you for what yeah. you're doing. Thank you yeah, for your work. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast again and being such a, a willing victim <laughs> hey, to, I, to this tomfoolery. Yes. Hey, I love it. Honestly, one of the funnest things I get to do. So, uh, yeah, thanks for Hey, anytime you got something to plug or talk about or you got a weekend where nobody's home, <laughs> whatever, <Yeah. laughs> just give us a shout, man. We'd love to have you on. Now that you've in your seat. Can tell us what you think. God, you're good. The five stars get red, but one star fuck, I can smell from here. God, you can so smell good. fuck from here. Want some? Spicy sweet chili Doritos are the, the Doritos are the worst. You're what a, is wrong what with the you? Fuck All wrong Dorito with flavors you. are bad. Period. What, what the, the hell? Accurate opinion. I mean, no. I, I knew, I knew our. If friendship would end at some let's point. Let's take that. Let's take a poll on that one. I didn't think Doritos would be the end result of it. Jesus Christ, Josh! <laughs> All Doritos are bad. Spicy the sweet, way. spicy sweet chili are the best. Fight me. Okay. <laughs> All right. We got any, any feedback? Um, no. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah, I got something just meant. I'll get there. <laughs> Nobody play, cares. Play the song. Um, it's a good movie. Yeah, Where the fuck did this? And shove it up your butt. Uh, Darth Bane's receptionist at <laughs> Romanian Dream. But oh God, Dan, that pastor's podcast was MJ Basinger high as Jesus on the cross on the latest. Episode. Man, I can't believe we didn't use that. <laughs> Hashtag Matt is an extroverted asshole. <laughs> Hashtag Brad is a Jaegerist. I don't even know no what that's from. Oh, uh, that's from uh, uh, um, Attack on Titan. Well, I don't know what that All even right. means. Dan, There's a character use, named if Aaron you're going to use fucking use shit that people understand. Uh, the Journeyman at Tim Bennett one two one one. Tammy Bees from Conlon doesn't exist. He's the Bees knees. Uh, <laughs> good day, mate. Good day, mate. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> Let's not. Oh. Uh, so that uh, so <laughs> that kangaroo kicked that Sheila. <laughs> Just I'm not here to fuck spiders, mate. <laughs> no. Just kicked her right in the ass. That was more British. Australian accent's hard to do. It's it's just no, British, it's, not. it's whatever. It's just British prison no. lingo. Well, I know, but like. You know, that's why Australia is just a bunch of British prisoners. I mean, it's true. Anyway, uh, Brad laughing uncontrollably uncontrollably makes me so happy. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. I wonder Um, why he's laughing uncontrollably. uh, Because it's funny. Mm. That's it. That's it. All right. Um, Matt, you got any five star views? No, I don't. Michael says I'm going to want some. Any more chips? Fucking September. Yeah, you just put them behind you. I thought you did. God. All right. Play the song, Michael. I want to go to bed. I'm trying. Calm down. 
we paid close attention and we wrote them all down. Now it's time to decide our hashtag. Josh? Hashtag David Limbaugh. Oh, okay. Or Matt. Hashtag crystallized urine. Ugh. God. Hashtag piggy blowing the conch. <laughs> Hashtag like 50 first dates, but for espresso. <laughs> It'd be funny if it wasn't so true. Oh, I got old Drew Barrymore over there. <laughs> 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 What's up, guys? Hashtag come get my wrinkled clam. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. oh, shit. Follow up. Hashtag you're going to need to miss that. <laughs> Wait, I didn't. What? That was me. Following up your come get the wrinkled clam. Because it's going to be dry. Yeah, I got it. Because older women yeah, tend got to. Got it. Okay. Wait, what? No, please explain. Hashtag. <laughs> Pepe Le Basinger. <laughs> Personal favorite. Hashtag fucks news. <laughs> yep. Where news happens first. F U X news. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag I don't appreciate how they made fun of cat leukemia. <laughs> And then uh, I'm gonna write them a letter. <laughs> I don't appreciate how they made fun of cat leukemia. That cat got what it deserved. Uh, wow! Wow! <laughs> at Matt wow. underscore Polly or whatever. Backup noise. Polly named Matt. That's it. Hashtag watch them fucking find out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. About the seals. Seals. Oh. Loose uh, seal. Hashtag burn us the carpet. <laughs> The Carter Bushes did this? Hashtag Dear Cheryl. <laughs> it's a Stan reference. Uh, hashtag Piggy Blowing the Conch. Hashtag Coded in, coded in Cedar. Uh, hashtag Come Get My Wrinkled Clam. <laughs> Hashtag incapable of getting wet. <laughs> what did I say? You're going to need to miss that. Hashtag can I be dick. <laughs> Hashtag cancel Michael. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Hashtag Pepe LeBay singer. <laughs> That one's that was growing some momentum. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Matt's private browser. <laughs> Hashtag Fox News and Hashtag Uncle Long. <laughs> Josh, what do you got? Right. <laughs> Hashtag David Limbaugh. Hashtag Hey, do you have any more of those chips? <laughs> Hashtag carpet crunch. Hashtag Hardy Har in the fucking bunch. <laughs> 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 Hashtag piggy blowing the conch. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag bedroom humidor. <laughs> hashtag uh, uh, Franklin pool hall. <laughs> Matt's private browser. Uh, Fox News. Um, Monaca, Monacus Monacus. <laughs> Doritos suck. Oh, but hashtag oh. Manuel Noriega. <laughs> I've got uh Noriega was before your time probably. Both of you guys. I'm sure. Who? Because you're old. 
Yeah. Manuel Noriega. He was a Vin- or Panama. Nicaragua. Was it Nicaragua? Yeah, was Nicar- Panama. No, it was Nicaraguan. He was a sure? dictator. Yeah. All right. Um, Cap'n's brother, Carpet Crunch. <laughs> um, Hardy Hardy. No, he's Panama. I said, what are we doing? No, you, you said Nicaragua. You were saying Nicaragua. You literally said Nicaragua. God damn it. I said Panamanian. <laughs> Jesus. No, Pomeranian. What? <laughs> I think it's a Panamanian. You're a, you're a Panamanian boy. <laughs> coated in semen. I was like, coated in semen. <laughs> coated in <laughs> cedar. <laughs> Wrinkled clam. <laughs> And Fox News. It's got to be Fox News. Or Panamanian Pomeranian. Oh it's Fox God. News for me. You brought a Panamanian bowling. Oh, oh my God. We're, we're ending this. Fox, Fox oh News. My, I'm, I'm with you. All right. Fox News. We're not doing Pepe LaBasing. <laughs> no. If you've listened to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on social media with the hashtag. Hashtag, hashtag cancel Fox Michael. News. F-U-X News. Oh, we're doing Fox News. Okay. Huey Lewis and the Fox News. Um, we're on Twitter at Passage Podcast. Uh, I follow Matt at the JM Casey, Casey at MJ Basinger. Buy my shitty book. Um, yeah, buy Josh's book. For all of you that are still here, it's a really good book. Buy the book for the one of you that is listening. (laughs) Uh, yeah, uh, com. Got to renew that this month. Yep. Yeah, it'd be devastating if that went away. That's the best. <laughs> the only way we get visitors to our website. <laughs> How do I get a gist muscle? <laughs> uh. I feel like I hit the long one, but sure didn't. I feel like I'm blowing the same thing you're blowing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> my God. You're welcome. Hashtag Blow it at the same time, the same man. Thing. Blow it at the same time, man. I think I have sweet chili Dorito in my eye. Doritos suck. Ugh. Fuck you, man. <laughs> God damn it. Ugh. Let him know Doritos suck. No. Doritos suck. I can't do this with you. Doritos suck. Nope. Doritos suck. The worst. <laughs> no, 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 no.